day from CMR. Brought to you exclusively on Kiss FM by J. Michael. Fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? We're Good. all right. What do you have for us this morning? Fantastic. So we've got, um, of course, the Hurley's roundabout uh, continues to be um, a point of discussion. Yeah. But I think you'd be interested to know that we did a little, you know, informal poll yesterday and the vast majority of people agreed with cutting that section off. Yeah, I mean, because the vast majority of people don't live down Edgewater. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Well, yeah, well. They'll be complaining when all the traffic up. Exactly. Well, um, you know, I just don't know why they don't don't get the other road sorted to go to Kings. The, that yeah, exactly. no, it's, it's all part of that. Well, this is what I was going to say. Why can't they do it at the same time? Like, no, it's it, yeah, that's not exactly how road works works. But I do have um, the Kings, the Kings roundabout, and the Kings expansion that's coming. So this is just part of obviously a much larger set. Yeah, but didn't they say that was going to start in 2022 yeah, and it's 2023? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like I said. That's now that's how road works work. I, I know that here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, congratulations to all of the winners at Taste of Cayman. They have. Oh, wait, hold on. Are we done with the roundabout story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got. There's, a, there's a big thing tomorrow night, by the way. Uh, if you are against the uh, roundabout changes like I am, there's a Red Bay and Prospect and Georgetown East community meeting. I know. This is all they've had so far, right? Yep. Tomorrow yeah. night. And uh, it will be at Seafarers Hall starting at 730. And will feature the Honorable Roy Mattaggart, leader of the opposition, as well as Sir Alden McLaughlin. And the NRA will be there. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go, um, go and voice your opinion. Hopefully that will make a difference. Mm -hmm. And maybe there are right. better ideas like yeah. stoplights mm -hmm. and maybe different times of the day that you can, you know, drive to South Sound and Crew Road. I think that's too confusing for people. Uh, yeah. You know, people don't follow rules. Uh, I was put on the table here. yesterday and yeah. the only person that agreed with it was Denny because he put it on the table. Everybody mm -hmm. else was like, that is going to be so confusing. I think, anyway, yeah, unfortunately, I think they were listening yesterday and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people said it should have never been the way it is to begin with. But anyway, let's move on. We've got a couple seconds left. Um, over 5,000 people went to Taste of Cayman over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, congratulations to all of the winners. Best food, agave, best local dish, Murphy's uh, Kitchen, best dessert, Island Naturals. Island Naturals had a really nice nacho dish. Oh my gosh. Uh, best drink, yeah, it was good. Best drink was Monkey 47 Gin and Tonic, and best booth was Island Naturals. So um, they had the winner for the Cayman Beef, Dan White. First place, second place, Rohan Marshall. Heavy Cake winner was Miss Anita Parsons. And second place was Quincy Ebanks Jr. And then there was a tie for third place for the Heavy Cake, uh, Ileana Ebanks and Sheena Gale. So congratulations to all of the participants and winners at Taste of Cayman. That's all, all right. Thank all right, Sandy, we'll see you tomorrow for the Thursday <laughs> Edgy Veg, they had a, a really a nice booth. And um, I, I thought they were probably going to win mm. the best booth. They certainly had the biggest sign. They were booth number one. He, you can see it from the bridge. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that's uh, edgy veg. There's edgy veg. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it was, it was bigger, bigger, better, better, older, older.
The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct, it's the cold hard truth Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, All right, folks, happy Wednesday. The week is going by uh, rather quickly already. Fear not, the cold hard truth is here. We're here to help you get through your week. Um, I must say, so far, it's been pretty good. How are you guys doing? Oh, did I forget to connect to the radio? I sure did. Look at that. Look at me. Two minutes late. Hopefully Chuck is there (laughs) paying attention. Um, So just wanted to welcome everyone this morning. Ms. Renita's here. KK, thank you for the reminder. She says, you're not on radio yet. Ugh, got to hit multiple buttons to make that happen. But there we go. We should be good now. Let me just double check. Uh, hello, check. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, just give me a thumbs up if you can hear us. Lanny is in the house. Felicia is here. Good morning to Alejandro Marshall, First Lady. Uh, Jan, you reminded me that I do want to make a little... Um, Reminder a bit later on the show. So the radios are here and there's a few people that I need to track down. Um, so after our special guest this morning, remind me that I want to do that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let me see. Uh, We're talking about a really good topic today too. There's never a bad topic with Health City. Let me tell you. All these kind of hit home. Uh, Sonia, good morning. She says, have a good vibes day in the name of Jesus. Yes, good vibes. Diamond Princess, um, live and clear, ma'am. Yes, thank you, KK, for the confirmation. Mara is here. Miss Debbie's in the house. Hey, Stephen, joining us all the way from UK. And we've got Olivia, who is also here. And lots more who just silently watch. You guys are like silent watchers. You just hear for all the good stuff. And you just pay attention in class and you don't have much to say, but, you know, I know you're there. Fantastic. And thank you all um, who have, you know, message on the WhatsApp. I see that I have quite a few messages, so I'm going to go through those a little bit later on. Um, So, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm a little bit confused by some messages, but anyway, um, we will we'll get that sorted out uh, as well. Friday. Um, okay, all right, folks. So, guess what? We're talking about this morning. This topic. I mean, I think about it all the time. Um, I feel like sometimes I talk about it even on this program, but we're going to be talking about getting better sleep. Is it something that eludes you? It seems to elude me. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. Every night I'm like, I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it just never happens. I shouldn't say never. Some nights the body's just like, listen, don't play with me. I'm tired right now. So we're going to be talking to a number of experts this morning who's going to Give us some good advice. <clears throat> it's better sleep month. If the if you if you didn't know there was such a thing, now you know. Paul, Miss Alba, Buenos Dias, Gladys, thank you so much for joining us from Rotan. And of course, Aliano is here from Windsor Park. So let's go ahead and start welcoming your guests. Let's start first with Shamari Scott, who's the Chief Business Officer. Good morning, Shamari. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I'm hoping that you're getting better sleep than me, but you know. <laughs> As you can see, I have my usual background now today. Yes. Very so last good. week, just to let you know, uh-huh. my sister was walking to get her doctorate at Temple University. Oh, so that's yay. why I had the different background. So Dr. McKenna oh, Scott was, was walking, and that's why I had the different background. I had to oh, take the entire so family to go up to see oh my first gosh, doctor so in our immediate family. Dr. Yes. Scott. Nice. Yes. Yes. Um, congratulations, Mickey. Um, send us a little picture. We'll post it up on social. We, I um, most definitely will. Yeah, um, she's, she's been working on this, folks. This is a her her accolades and her um, you know just victories in this regard belong to all of us. You know, this is just an amazing um, moment for Project, for the project Brother moment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, all um, right, well, welcome, welcome. Sandy, just to state that um, I know today we have a lot of guests, which is yes. great. Um, but persons would know Dr. Archina, and I know you're going to bring them on shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been with us from the from the inception. Um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Archida has two decades of experience, um, mm-hmm. pulmonology, which has to do with the lungs. But she's mm-hmm. also, since inception, been in charge of our, our sleep lab. Um, mm-hmm. So it would have been maybe a year or two, and she'll be able to talk to it after she came. And she started to see all of the issues with sleep apnea and such that mm-hmm. she one that we allow our physicians to tell us, you know, mm-hmm. what's best needed for the Cayman Islands. And she was like, we need a high level sleep lab in order to properly diagnose as well as to help to treat um, the different disorders and to give good advice. And mm-hmm. so Dr. Cheetah has been with us from the beginning. She would have been instrumental when we got Dr. Deepesh, who is the sleep lab technician, who is also mm-hmm. going to be here with us, who yes. helps to construct the sleep lab. And Dr. Harsha is our new consultant pulmonologist. So Dr. Archida should have smiles on her face just because um, obviously she now has an even fuller team and is going to be able to expand and do more um, as well as, as you always know, we want to give our patients the best um, service possible. So now we have more consultants to be able to see persons in lesser time frames, just showing you the range of issues that we would have. And then later in the program, we'll be able to talk about a special partnership that we have 
to make this sleep lab the best sleep lab in the Caribbean. It was already best from a medical perspective, um, but now from an aesthetics and comforts perspective, we'll be uh -huh. able to speak about that as that as well. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring Dr. Archita in. Um, good morning, Dr. Archita. How are you? You've got your mic on. Just uh, unmute yourself for me, please. Sorry. Good yeah. morning. Okay. Good morning. Good Special sponsor, Shabari. I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you for having us here today. Yes, absolutely. So, um, wow. So you are the critical care and sleep medicine. Uh, you're in charge of, of that aspect as well as consultant pulmonologist. So it sounds like you have your hands full. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the aspects of um, you know sleep this morning, uh, which I think a lot of people are particularly interested in. Um, we also have Dr. Deepesh, who is here with us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Shumari. Good morning, Ashita, ma'am. I'm yes, good. good. Sandra, how are you? Yes, very good. So Dr. Deepesh is a sleep lab technician. Does that mean that you don't get very much sleep? Are you up all night? <laughs> You're watching people or how, how, how do you sleep, I wonder, when I hear a title like that? You're watching everybody else sleep. That is true. And I think he's not just a sleep lab technician, he's a sleep lab manager too. So he does all the, you know, uh, coordination and work in the daytime as well. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> right, I don't wow. think he gets a lot of sleep. <laughs> All right. We also have Dr. Harsha, who's a consultant pulmonologist. So good morning, Dr. Harsha. How are you? Uh, hi, I'm good. Good morning, everyone. Yes. Uh, good morning. Yeah. So Dr. Harsha, um, now we're going to, I see your, your, you know, professional titles here and I want to inquire about how a pulmonologist relates to sleep, if at all. Um, so We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but let's go ahead and welcome G Jim in as well. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for uh, for having us here. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And Jim Jim is going to give us a practical tip or two on how we can uh, get some better sleep. So we'll get to everybody here this morning. This is an amazing lineup. So let's go ahead and talk about um, Better Sleep Month. I mean, it's amazing that there's such a thing, but I think it's fantastic because, again, it's just a reminder, you know, when we have these Awareness Weeks, Awareness Month, it just reminds us of areas of our lives that we can focus on to try to make some necessary improvements. And of course, we get to have an entire you know team of experts here on the program who can give us the medical advice, the practical tips to try to get better sleep. Because I have read and I've seen some interesting videos about those of us who simply don't get enough sleep and more importantly, enough quality sleep how much it is uh, wreaking havoc in our lives. Like it will literally shorten the duration of your life. So Dr. Archita, talk about in general terms, um, why good sleep, right? good quality sleep is so important. Yes, just just to reiterate, I mean, we all spend a third of our life, you know, or ideally should spend a third of our life sleeping, eight hours out of 24 in a day is what an individual's uh, adults individual adults need is for sleep and mm. it's something that you're doing for a third of our life isn't important and i'm not sure what is so you know yeah. um, just like good a uh, good diet exercise uh, sleep is equally important for our health and i think uh, most of us underestimate its importance in our life and mm. that's why the need for these awareness months the need for awareness about what you know poor quality of sleep can do to you 
So just to put it simply, I'm not quite sure if anybody's had a few nights of sleeplessness at one stretch or even you know, intermittently, I'm quite sure they can vouch for the fact how it impacts their quality of life. Mm-hmm. The lack of sleep can obviously have an important effect on our cognitive function, how we function during the daytime, how we focus, how we try to, I mean, how we can concentrate at work or perform at work, how sleepy we drive. So obviously it has an impact, but it also has... Someone is giving me a little bit of feedback. I'm not sure who that is. So what I'll do is I'm just going to mute everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. Interim, yes? Okay. All right. Now, I was just mentioning that uh, it doesn't only have an impact on our cognitive function, but also has long-term impacts on general health, including cardiovascular health. Mm-hmm. So since you asked me why is sleep important, I mean, it has uh, the body heals, repairs, does a lot of uh, you know memory consolidation in sleep, the brain and the body. And so it's an extremely important component of our life which we really yes. need to you know, focus on, not take it for granted. Yeah, I mean, no, when you talk about, you know, if you've ever gone a night without good quality sleep, you know, I, I know even, even younger, you know, when you try to pull an all-nighter for like studying in university or whatever, you felt like during the exam, you really shouldn't have done it. <laughs> you know, like you should have planned your schedule a bit better and squeeze in study time incrementally instead of trying to do it all in one night. But yeah, one one night of poor quality sleep can really just throw you off um, completely. So um, I'm glad that you've mentioned how, you know, it's a matter of just your overall overall health, to be quite honest. So every single May is Better Sleep Month. And really the, um, you know, sort of remit here is to encourage people to get adequate sleep daily to get all the benefits that it offers. Now, I want to ask you a question about this one, about getting adequate sleep adequate sleep daily, because some people believe, and I think this is an, uh, sort of one of those misguided things, that they can pinch on sleep and then make up for it. So like, oh, I'll sleep this weekend. Is there ever such a thing as making up for the sleep that you've lost? Well, in the short term, Sandra, it's quite possible that, you know, especially if you're doing it for a spell or if you're doing it for a one-off where you had to pull an all-nighter or, or you had to, you know, have uh, reduced sleep times during the week that you could catch up. It's called a catch up sleep or catch up nap, but it isn't a long-term thing. I mean, if it could become, um, you know, you could be chronically sleep deprived. Each time you do not get adequate sleep, you're accumulating a debt, you know, just like a monetary debt, a sleep debt is a real thing. You know, you start accumulating a debt of sleep. And yes, some people who do shift work or some people who cannot avoid um, you know, having a bit of a sleep de- uh, deficit will be able to do a catch-up nap. But if this becomes chronic, it's going to have an uh, effect or an impact on your health. Oh. So, uh, like I said, I mean, it's not something I would encourage people to do, not on a routine basis, at least. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So we've got Dr. Deepesh here, again, um, sleep lab technician. And um, we're going to talk about perhaps some of what it is that you see, um, Dr. Deepesh. I mean, you must have seen it all, I imagine. Uh, but what, what's happening with sleep in the Cayman Islands? Are, are we people that are sleeping very well? Are we um, poor sleepers? What are some of the, like, you know, what percentage of the population you think might actually have like sleep apnea and other sleeping disorders? What are we looking at here? So currently we have done somewhere around 15, 1600 sleep studies. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, uh, okay, around thousand of the patients were suffering from obstructive sleep apnea. Mm. Right, 
and very few uh, and some of them were having uh, sleep apnea in specific stage of sleep known as rem sleep you know as sleep come in stages stage 1 yeah. stage 2 stage 3 then again stage 2 and then rapid eye movement sleep it's a cycle of 90 minutes mm-hmm. so this is what we have seen and uh, it's only seen as in general population like uh, more in men than in women and when we see it when say osa in women it is also also associated with insomnia like insomnia is one of a sleep disorder where there is an inability to initiate or maintain sleep throughout the night mhm wow okay um that sounds quite serious now i know a few people who suffer from uh really severe cases of sleep apnea which we'll talk about in a little bit but let's first discuss the sort of four measures that you use to um the four factors rather that you use to measure sleep quality because it's not always about the quantity of sleep but the quality being extremely important exactly the quality of sleep is much more important than quantity like uh, mm-hmm. you need 7 to 9 hours sleep but again uninterrupted not mm-hmm. not being disturbed by anything for example people start snoring that yeah. that that will that doesn't help them to go into better sleeps for example yeah. we measure sleep latency uh, sleep latency is the time uh, you generally take to fall asleep uh, when you after you going bed and how many times you're awake during night after you go back to sleep i mean after you go to bed you sleep for 30 minutes and then you're awake for 2 hours but again that is not a good quality of your sleep then any kind of sleep disorders for example restless leg movement people keep moving their legs or their limbs uh, in their in their sleep that disturbs their sleep people who snore they don't go into deep sleep stages of their sleep uh, and again obstruction obstructive sleep apnea is one of the most common sleep disorder where you pause uh, while breathing when you sleep for at least 10 seconds mm-hmm. this is one of the thing mm-hmm. very good All right, so we've got sleep latency, sleep waking. What is what is sleep waking? Uh, well, the number of time you wake uh, wake up after you went to bed. For example, many uh, we call it arousals. Yes. Right? Uh, there are lots of arousals in sleep. So that means a person is not getting into uh, deep stages of sleep which are very important. For example, in stage 3 of your sleep growth body hormones are produced. Like growth hormones are produced. detoxification of your body takes place whereas in rapid eye movement sleep detoxification of your brain consolidation of your memory these are the very important aspects of life which takes place in that particular stages of sleep but when you are uh, when you get many arousals your body or brain does uh, brain does not go into rem sleep your body uh, and that affects your body mm-hmm. hmm well i i have a i have a problem with that i mean we're going to perhaps show you some of my um rudimentary numbers and you can give me your feedback but we're also looking at sleep efficiency so this is quite an interesting term correct sleep efficiency is like uh, uh, the time you go to bed and and uh, amount of time spent in bed and amount of sleep you got mm-hmm. divided by 100% right hmm. uh, sleep good of sleep efficiency anything is anything about it uh, 90% is very good Mm-hmm. and if a person is getting somewhere around 80 85% we may consider it okay the person is getting good uh, my sleep efficiency is good about that particular person mm-hmm. all right um so dr archita i mean shamari mentioned at the introductory Hello. stage that you um had some concerns 
you know, um, I guess when you started to see people coming in to Health City, that really a critical care and sleep lab um, was necessary. And now you, you're continuing to add to your staff complement. What what made you worried uh, when you saw people coming in? What were some of the major areas of concern? So a lot of uh, people who come to pulmonologists have obviously, I mean, we're lung specialists and would have respiratory issues or respiratory disorders. And there's a very strong overlap or even for that matter, chronic health issues. And there's a strong overlap of these individuals with those who have obstructive sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of pulmonologists do graduate into practicing sleep medicine as well, mm-hmm. just like some neurologists do, some, uh, you know, dentists do, uh, branch into sleep medicine, or um, you know, would look into such disorders or ENT surgeons look into sleep disorders. So you had asked this question at the onset, how pulmonologists get involved in sleep. Yes. So we do do additional training, try and, you know, um, get more um, familiarized with sleep related disorders. And that is because sleep-related breathing disorders are a very common phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, obstructive sleep apnea is the second most common sleep disorder worldwide and affects a lot of people, particularly the populations that we see, you know, of individuals who are already unwell or who have COPD or who are obese, who have, um, you know, a lot of other concerns with their health mm-hmm. or who have other lifestyle-related diseases like uh, uh, diabetes or hypertension. So th- because of this overlap and because... I mean, just like anywhere in the world, this region also, obviously, there's quite a bit of prevalence of these disorders. When you start seeing individuals, you notice that there is a lacuna that, you know, they could get, um, you know, um, a standard of uh, care lab in the um, in the region to be able to offer them, uh, you know, gold standard studies. Of course, there have been individuals and there still are people who do home-based sleep studies, which are mm-hmm. fine for some individuals. But it's always a good idea to have a gold standard lab, you know, where you can offer um, level one studies or do yeah. lab titrations, look at more complex disorders, even offer these services to children if necessary, mm-hmm. or in individuals who have um, sleep-related uh, other disorders, not just sleep apnea, we can look at those individuals and diagnose them better. So that is the reason why we had a thought of, you know, this is something really important, and I did notice a bit of a deficit there. Mm-hmm. So that's what got us started. And I think we started our lab in 2015. The hospital started in 2014. I think the lab was inaugurated in August 2015 in that region. Mm-hmm. The patient has been with us since then. We've had another technician uh, join us. So we have a big team. And now with Dr. Harsha coming in, I'm hoping we'll be able to expand, mm-hmm. not just in sleep medicine, but in our pulmonology services as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's where we sit. Right, so we have some pictures on the screen, actually, um, of the sleep lab. Yeah. It looks and extremely Sandy, comfortable. You, you needed you needed to have the drum roll. Um, yes, <laughs> because <laughs> because um, just in keeping with House City's ethos of always improving our service and our quality, um, we had a functional sleep lab that was that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And just to take it to the next level, that's why we have Mr. Jim Gray here, who's actually from Tomlinson Furniture. So it's a partnership with Tomlinson Furniture, obviously, from a medical perspective, we, we had a top notch sleep lab. Um, but now from an aesthetics perspective, comfort perspective, because in order for Dr. Archida, Dr. Deepash and Dr. Harsha to, to with the equipment and the such to do their job, somebody yeah. needs to be in a home like setting to get the type of sleep um, they would normally get at home to be able to properly monitor. 
So with the help of uh, Mr. Jim Ray and his team at Tomlinson Furniture, this is the newly refurbished um, unit at Hell City. This is a room in Hell City that actually looks like this, that Tomlinson Furniture was able to come in and do such a wonderful job um, nice. furnishing it so that persons can be at home when they're coming to do their sleep studies with us at yeah, Hell City. Very nice. Well, Jim, we're going to come to you in just a second. We do have a caller in the line. Good morning, caller, and welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning. Um, I wonder if your uh, guest can tell us, like, what are some of the most uh, physically damaging consequences of being sleep deprived uh, on a regular basis? Could you, um, good morning, could you please repeat your question? What are the moods, or do, did you want to know how it would? Um, just asking about, um, you know, what are some of the things that are going to happen to you if you're getting no, what, lack what's, of what's the most what's um, the most damaging uh, consequences of having continual being continually sleep deprived? All right, we've got it right uh, here. Disadvantages of poor quality sleep. Thank you so much, Denny. Yeah, uh, if if I can. Yes, please. Uh, if I can answer his question, like uh, he's mainly asking, but uh, you know, he's specifically asking about the physical disadvantage, like, you know, what are the physical disadvantages he's having? Uh -huh. But I would say, like, you know, it is not only physical. So there is, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, there is a cognition which can be uh, affected and also it indirectly affects physically. So these are the disadvantages. Like, basically, like, you know, when we sleep, so, uh, you know, it, it gives rest to the whole of the body, like, you know, and also neurologically. Okay. And at the same time, so it helps, helps the heart to function very well. Okay. So because if we are sleep deprived and we are, we are like, you know, uh, uh, we, we wake up every often, like, you know, as we already told, like sleep awakening. So at that time, our heart would like start beating at a faster rate. And also, uh, uh, when we say that why sound sleep is needed, like as a pulmonologist, I would say when we, when we are sleeping, mm -hmm. so uh, when we when we breathe, we, we we take oxygen, right? So that should be available for the whole of the body to work, for especially for the brain and and all the other organs. So mm -hmm. uh, what happens when when there is uh, apnea? We say apnea or hypopnea. That means like mm -hmm. you know, apnea is like there is complete. Uh, stop uh, of uh, breathing and hypopnea is like like you know there is reduced breathing so when these things happen so our body tend to like you know get less oxygen to all of the organs so mainly uh, as a consequence of this so when people wake up in the morning they would be lethargic and uh, you know they they might doze off like as especially when he said like you know when someone is driving so maybe they'll doze off while driving also uh, so that, that can happen like you know he can uh, meet with an accident so otherwise uh, overall his work I mean, the quality uh, quality of life will also come down because, like you know, when when they are working, so mm -hmm. they cannot give their full full to what they are doing. Uh, so, so and uh, uh, and when they when they uh, when they get up in the morning, they are not not actually they are, they are not fresh. So these are the many consequences. And also, you know, uh, if we have to tell other things, like you know, 
because of these things so definitely uh, you know so there is a regulation in uh, in our body right so uh, so when the regulation hampers like you know they might have uh, like you no know, other adverse effects so leading to a high blood pressure and also they can have uh, like you know stroke and uh, and also overall the general health can come down like you know and uh, and we should also see about like you know uh, there are mainly uh, these are the people who are usually obese otherwise even if they are not obese even then they can have this obstructive sleep apnea uh, but usually they are obese so uh, we say it as a metabolic syndrome so so as a consequence like it will help uh, i mean it will affect physically also and also the cognition and also the overall health so that's how it affects mm. wow if i may add to it we i mean not just sleep apnea but all kinds of sleep dis- uh, you know uh, disorders which lead to sleep deprivation just to answer your question can have an impact to the whole body uh, just like dr harshan doc- uh, dr deepesh have mentioned um from cognition to physical health but also increases the risk of developing uh, long term disorders or cardiovascular disorders as he's already mentioned hypertension diabetes stroke it also potentiates developing more obesity having poor immune responses having uh, other metabolic disorders as dr harsha just mentioned so i'm just consolidating very strong association between hypertension and diabetes mm-hmm. in individuals who are sleep deprived uh and it can also increase risk to life from obviously um, accidents and other things that one may be prone to but also from cardiovascular issues mm-hmm. and, uh, one more thing if i may add to that like you know because the question was very specific and he was saying that like you know what what physical damage can happen with sleep deprivation right that's that, that was the question but otherwise if someone is having like you know there is a condition where like somnambulism that means people wake up in the night like you know they, they are totally not aware of it and they start walking and maybe they may damage themselves mm-hmm. physically so or maybe they'll damage someone else physically so that is also possible so uh, so so sleep disorders are it is not related to uh, I, i mean there are different aspects for sleep disorders so as uh, madam uh, already told dr achita told that like you know there is a neurological aspect even the ent surgeons deal with that as a pulmonologist we mainly uh, look into uh, the airway obstructions so 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 these are the different aspects uh, of the same and even the, the psychiatrist or the psychologist is also involved because there are so many different uh, 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 say uh, like you know sleep disorders uh, mm-hmm. uh, so there are different components to it so we have to look into that mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. wow so it it sounds like um as dr chita said earlier you know you're spending a third of your life doing this it it impacts so many other things Uh we've known for quite some time Dr. Chita that there's a link even between obesity and insulin resistance you talk about diabetes all of these things and um and good quality sleep and every time I listen to experts talking about weight loss and you know trying to get on a better path of health in that regard one of the things that always comes up is how much sleep are you getting and if you're getting not just enough sleep in terms of the hours but definitely the quality of sleep as well we do have another caller who's joining the program. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the Good. program today. Good morning. How Good morning. are you? Morning. Not bad. How are you? Um, loving the topic. I suffer severely from sleep. Oh gosh. I actually don't sleep. Oh my goodness. 
So um, the caller before me asked the question I wanted to ask. Mm -hmm. However, uh, I do know I'm not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. However, the only thing that was mentioned um, in the list of issues that you might face was, I'm, I'm sure it's something everybody faces when you get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. You don't feel well rested, but that for me just lasts like five minutes. And then, mm. uh, and I normally get up from like 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. and I'm up until about at least 12, but mm -hmm. most likely up until about 2 or 3 a.m. Wow. Um, my perception of restless leg syndrome back in the day was... Uh-oh. Oh gosh, this call got disconnected. I think yes, we lost the connection. Yes, looks like we lost him there. Um, hope, hopefully he'll call back. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but yeah. I believe he was trying to ask oh, here we go. something about restless legs. Yeah. Um, Hi, caller. Yes, sorry. Yeah, calling. sorry. <laughs> You're okay, back so, now. Yes, my my restless like syndrome is when I say, okay, I want to go to sleep now and I'm laying there, mm -hmm. my legs don't stop shaking. Yeah. So, and that keeps me up. And when that happens, my mind starts to replay everything mm. in my head for years, years back. Wow. So did, uh, you, did you always have poor quality sleep? I'm kind of curious. Is this something that has always plagued you or is this something it new? It started in 2014, 2013. Uh-huh. And was there any life events at that time that you can attribute to the Not condition? That I can, no, no yeah. life events can right. think of. Can you Sorry. tell us a little bit, let me ask the, the doctors now as, oh, as experts, um, what, what do you look for when someone comes in? I mean, obviously you're gonna hook them up to a lot of machinery and stuff, but what sort of lifestyle questions are you gonna be asking them as well to determine what could possibly be going on? I was just smiling here and saying, Sandra's doing half our job. We're taking a good <laughs> sleep interview. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when an individual comes into a sleep clinic and we're evaluating them for sleep-related disorders, these are the typical questions we would ask, you know, what is their problem, of course, and um, if there is any um, changes in their lifestyle or in their stress levels, either at work or at home, and if that, particularly if this problem is insomnia or difficulty with falling asleep or staying asleep, mm -hmm. but also to assess for any other uh, sleep-related disorders, which are physical disorders, like snoring, sleep apnea, or restless legs, Restless legs is typically a neuropathy to answer the caller's question. Mm -hmm. And it usually involves irritation of the nerves involving the limbs, particularly the lower limbs. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be evaluated a little better. Of course, we could just treat it for symptomatically or based on, I mean, it's a clinical diagnosis. It's a, a symptomatic, um, the symptoms itself lead up to the diagnosis. But it's a good idea to evaluate with the sleep study to rule out other sleep-related disorders. Since mm -hmm. he mentioned he has difficulty staying asleep and he has these problems. Mm. So these are things that we do in a sleep clinic and when an individual comes in with any sleep related issues, there's an uh, interview, we typically also give them a questionnaire, but most times you'll just ask them the questions and say, okay, what is happening? How is it impacting your daytime? Assess what's wrong with their sleeping patterns. Sometimes, just like the caller earlier mentioned, he sleeps around 12 midnight, wakes up at six, that's obviously an insufficient sleep time. So there might be a role to improve sleep-related hygiene. 
or sleep habits around sleep time or uh, increasing the total uh, duration of the uh, time spent trying to sleep. So these are things that, you know, these are non-medical inputs that we can provide. And then, of course, um, if there are medical issues, we deal with it. Yeah. Uh, if, if I may add to that, uh, mm -hmm. like, you know, typically, uh, see, so the, the, the other person asked, asked about, like, you know, uh, restless leg syndrome, that is like one of the condition. Okay. But what we are mainly worried about is, is that affecting his sleep? So, so people may have many symptoms, but is it really affecting the sleep or not? Yeah. So that is what is very important. So, so uh, when, when we try to assess it, we will ask like, you know, uh, the other questions. And also we will, uh, we'll ask like few questions, like, you know, like for example, if someone is snoring, so people uh, like, you know, often people snore when they're sleeping, but, but like, it is not a issue unless it is affecting their sleep and uh, unless uh, it is, it affects their breathing pattern. So what we usually ask is like, if they're all, if they're snoring is, is it increased recently or like, usually we do not like as a person, when I'm sleeping, I do not know if I'm sleep, I'm snoring or not. Right. So right. usually we'll have to ask the other person who's like maybe a family member or maybe a, uh, the, the partner. We'll ask them if is really snoring a lot. So that is one important question we ask. And otherwise we'll ask, is he like, you no, know, the apnea spells, which is very important. Like, you know, like simply we'll ask, does he stop breathing? Mm. All of a sudden, does he stop breathing? And like, you know, they suddenly uh, you know, get up and then like, you no, know, it is like a choking kind of thing which happens during sleep. So, and we also ask like, you know, when, when they get up in the morning, are they really like, you know, they are fresh. If they if they had a sound sleep, they usually they are fresh. Otherwise they feel like, you know, they would have slept for some more time. And also we will ask like, if they, if they dose off when, when, when they're at work, if they dose off are like, you know, if they're like at rest and simply relaxing, do they dose off when, they, when they're sitting like, like, you know, for example, so these are the few questions that we can ask and and assess if if their sleep is really, you know, uh, disturbed. So, so here, uh, what is important is the condition is really affecting the sleep or not. If it is not affecting, we are not worried too much. But mm -hmm. if it is really affecting, so then we have to uh, treat that. Yeah. So caller, just one final question. Have you um, gone to see any uh, sleep experts about, you know, the issue that you're having or um, have you been trying to deal with it on your own? Again? No, I was just asking if you've actually sought any professional help for the sleep issue. I have uh, mm -hmm. professional help. Um, actually went to a seminar here once. I think that was at um, next chapter. Um, and I've seen doctors back home, but I'm not seeing any real issues or the doctors back home were able to find any real issues that um, the lack of sleep is impacting. Um, I think I'm pretty much healthy. I just know that I'm not sleeping well. Yeah, I but it, it's going to catch up with you is what the doctors are saying. So, yeah, um, so why don't you go see Dr. Archie and her team? <laughs> You've seen the rest, now go see the best. <laughs> All right, I'll definitely put that into my calendar. Yes, sir. Make it make it a priority. 
All right. Even so if you I'm, don't see me talk to your general practitioner, see if there are anything else they would want to run through. But, you know, yeah. it's a good yeah. idea to uh, not go on suffering and think it's a norm or it's something that happens to me and I can deal with it because eventually it will catch up with you and it will have an impact on your quality of life. And that's yeah. what we're here to talk about. You know, we want people to be aware of how important sleep is, what can you do to help it, and that there is help available if you're having trouble. And don't think you need to, you know, this is normal for me. I'm so used to it and I can deal with it. That's, this is the reason why we're here to create more awareness that, you know, it's probably not normal and it's a good idea yeah. to deal with it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Carla. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Now we do have another caller in the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, hello. Um, good morning, everyone. Yes. Not hi. too bad. Um, just excuse me, you know, I have a speech impediment, cognitive issues, but um, yes. I, I don't know what sleep is from 1993. I, uh, I have fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. Raynaud's phenomenon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And um, I, most of the medication, I'm on a, I'm on a lot of high drugs, morphine, cannabis, I tried fentanyl, diazepam, I'm carbamazepine, all of those drugs mm -hmm. in the cannabis oil, and I only mostly take them because just to make me get that little drowsiness, just to get that little sleep, to make me feel a little half an ounce of, I don't know, I don't know if it's called rest, rest or what it is, or mm -hmm. satisfaction, so I, mm, see, this is my problem, so I don't cause it as much, but please excuse me. So, um, caller, it sounds like you have, and, I, and obviously I know who you are, but you do have a lot of underlying health conditions, which I'm sure would definitely impact anybody's quality of sleep. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So have you, again, reached out to Health City to see if maybe the sleep lab, if they could make some additional recommendations mm -hmm. after making some mm -hmm. observations? No, and, I asked um, right, ask the hospital to... Um, Ask them why, what, to check me out, and they said, you know, sleeping, the sleeping thing is just going to tell you that you have a problem. Or I can't remember, just so I can't remember, but yeah. I need some rest. I don't know what it is, what is. I close my eyes. Like, well, I take the medication just to close my eyes, just not to yes. deal with the pain, uh -huh. with the pain. So I need oh, as much help as I can get. What can you do yeah. for me? If I can get any help, I used to be obese or not obese anymore. I had sleep apnea back in the day in 2009, but I lost some, a lot of weight, so mm -hmm. I don't have that anymore. But I don't know what sleepful rest is. I don't know. Indeed. I'm really sorry to hear about this. Uh, and I believe um, it's not just one thing that you would need help with. There are a lot of aspects here. Obviously, pain itself or physical pain can impair your sleep. And so you would need, a, you know, multiple specialities or multiple individuals to be part of your care team. Sleep is a very important aspect. And if you had sleep apnea and you've lost weight and your symptoms are better, it still would be a good idea to rule out if there's any residual disease, uh, you know, any residual sleep apnea or anything else that's going on. And, um, it, you know, evaluation for that would help. Perhaps better pain management or just follow up, you know, from, from a multiple uh, point of view not just the physical, but also if you are having issues with anxiety or stress or feeling low because of your chronic pain, which is not unknown, you know, but dealing with those. I must, 
that would yeah, help. Say my pain doctor, she's my pain doctor. She's excellent. My I'm pain doctor sure. has much problems. Her, yeah, she she's she's good, and she's trying every little thing with me and so on. But other things, other department that I have to go to, they just deny me all of this. I've been asking to come to you all for a long, long time because this is the only sleep I have. Here, have this sleep sleep um, um, doctor. You all got this situation, so. I would uh, love to come, but I'm not getting recommended to come to you for that. So I was just wondering what else can they try with me or you mm-hmm. or get. Okay. Some other um, I'll pass on your, your details again, but it sounds like um, you've got to get a referral first, really. Yes. So um, maybe someone can, can get you some additional help with that. All right, caller, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, so we have a number of people um, in the conversation here. Uh, Miss Lenny. Uh-oh, for some reason, I'm getting feedback from someone. Um, Dr. Harsha, I was wondering if that might have been you. <laughs> Lenny's asking the question, what is the average or recommended sleep for men versus women? So do we need, I know throughout different stages of our lives, we do require different amounts of sleep. Um, and also men versus women, is there a difference there as well? I don't think uh, so. I, I mean, like, you know, yeah, see, there, there is no specific uh, I, I don't number here because the sleep uh, keep varying, like depending upon like, you no, know, like, you know, throughout the age, like, you know, when we are, when we are kids, so as a kid, uh, they need like, as an infant, if I say like, no, they usually sleep for more than like, you know, 12 to 16 hours, even more than that, like, and that is what they need. And as they grow, like, no, slowly the sleep time keep reducing. So, uh, so, and, uh, and, uh, an an average adult, so usually they need like uh, about seven to nine hours. That is what they say. Uh, but but still, uh, there is no you know male gender difference here, uh, uh, and and as we again age, the the sleep uh, the reduces. Okay, this is how it 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 works. Uh, but but the thing is, if you would have heard like you know people also they would say like you know they they sleep for only a short time, like maybe five to six hours, and they, they're still able to perform well. So here, like you know the 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 time is also important. At the same time. The quality of sleep that you have that is also very important. So that is why when when we do a sleep study, we'll know like whether he's really reaching all the stages of sleep, whether they are attaining a deep sleep. So that that we'll get to know when we do a sleep study. So mm-hmm. otherwise, that is also important. What what I mean to say is, so the overall time is also important, but at the same time, if you are uh, if you are sleeping for more time and it is you are not having a quality sleep then it, it is not not of use so the, but on an average if we are sleeping for eight hours in a day uh, that is uh, really good and and one more thing uh, what is important is why sleep is very important because that is when like you know it is the time to our body and mind to you know rejuvenate or replenish mm-hmm. so that is why uh, uh, you know, the fixed amount of sleep is very important. So I would say like around eight hours would be fine, but a good quality sleep is also very important at the same time. Very good. Um, Alejandra says, the older I get, the less I want to sleep. So let's talk about 
sleep and, and age. Is it true that older people require less sleep? Um, I know babies sleep a lot, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, what, what are the cycles as you kind of go through um, your life? So as we get older, I'm sure Deepesh is itching to answer this one, but as we grow older, uh, the need for sleep doesn't go down. It's more the ability to sleep that goes down. It's part of the aging of the brain. And so no, uh, as we get older, the, the, we do not get consolidated or long stretches of sleep. A lot yeah. of older people you would notice would sleep for a little while and then they keep napping through the day. Yes. And that's because their brain is not able to get as much sleep. It's not that they don't need it, right? So interesting okay that is a process of aging yeah wow. am i correct Deepesh? are you okay with that he loves <laughs> answering that enough. question <laughs> so um alejandro says the one substance i know to help anyone with sleep depression or insomnia is marijuana especially the indica stream so what do we know about marijuana use and sleep I was just waiting for this to come up. I know, with, but trust me, somebody wrote <laughs> me privately and said, with Alejandro, the solution to everything, every answer from Alejandro is weed. This is what they just said. I'm like, well, it solves everything for him. So tell us what the, what the medical evidence is. <laughs> uh, the medical evidence, I mean, for medical marijuana is there for individuals particularly who have pain and other chronic disorders which require uh, medical marijuana and which would also then aid sleep. But as a sleeping aid, I've, we've had this discussion before, probably on this, this very forum, that it's probably yeah. not a good idea to recommend it as a sleep aid because it is an addictive substance. Even if given medically, it, there is a potential for addiction. Yeah. And so it gets more and more um, you know, um, likely that this individual would start depending on the marijuana to fall asleep and then may need incremental doses. And hence, marijuana, there's not much data. I mean, there are individuals or there are subsets, don't get me wrong, that who would benefit from medical marijuana. But marijuana has not been, uh, you know, in all our societies and all our guidelines, it's not something we recommend as a routine sleep aid. You know, mm -hmm. so that's not the thing to go to as a sleep aid. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so of if, course I can, if I can add to that, like, uh, uh, you know, so the basic idea here is like, you know, you said medical marijuana, someone would say, if I take alcohol, I sleep better. So should I take alcohol every day? And like, no, the other lady, the other lady, she was saying like, you know, she's taking all sorts of like, you know, I mean, uh, to get sleep, like, you know, there are many medications, but, but the basic problem there is that she is having multiple disorders. So here we have to address the uh, fact, what is, what is happening there and and tell them what uh, i mean you know to get a normal sleep in a in a normal pattern with a normal habit and you know the whatever we take like the food and everything it's not like you know we we are giving some aid or some drug to do that that is not going to help in a long term uh, mm -hmm. so yeah okay alejandra so, mm -hmm. is on the line yeah all right. Well, um, I hear what you're saying. I like the I like the concept that it's not a big drug or anything, right? But the thing is about it, right? What I'm saying with the marijuana is that not everybody has the time to afford to be able to go to these sessions. And I'm not saying that it's not a good thing because I would like to experience it one day. And I don't know when that would be, but maybe when I get to go and go away and come back. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, I think that marijuana still is being less of a of a 
call a drug. I would say more of a medicine, like what you're saying now. It's supposed to be a medicine regardless if it's recreational or medicinal. I mean, the properties in it, if you extract one property to use it for a, med a medicine and you extract the other because it's a psych uh, the, the psychoactive, if it's the psychoactive that is helping with that condition because the two you cannot separate, I mean, I would assume you cannot separate the both and expect to play Romeo and Juliet with it. I mean, it's not going to work as good if you extract THC. They have to have some essence of THC in, to make it work. Okay, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's my thought. Okay. It, it cures cancer as well. So, I mean, go as far as um, medicinal purposes. It's not only just for chronic pain. And, 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 and it helps with sleep. I would prefer to be addicted to marijuana than opioids. All right, my dear. Just saying, we have to rely on it. We have to rely on it. Thank you very much. All right, folks. So um, there's actually a sleep foundation um, that has some very, very interesting uh, information about um, weed and uh, or marijuana and sleep. And uh, the research is, you know, building. And it says that some studies have actually found a distinction between daily users and less frequent non-daily users and how cannabis affects their sleep. Those who use cannabis daily are more likely to report, report more sleep problems than occasional users are people who do not use cannabis at all. Well, that kind of flies in the face of what Alejandro thinks, but non-daily users report fewer sleep issues than both daily and non-users. So check this out. I put the link in the comment section um, and it talks quite a bit. It goes into all of the details um, of what research has shown. Um, CBD, you know, has the potential to calm the nervous system, making it a, a really good choice to treat anxiety. But when it comes to actually, um, you know, being your drug of choice for, uh, you know, sleep aid, um, you know, you might want to look at what the research has to say. So um, uh, I saw a question here in relation to that from Rachel. Rachel says prescribed medication can also be dependent. A lot of them do Xanax, um, Codromol, Oxycodone, and so, and so on. These medications can actually kill you. So what are we talking about here in terms of medications that are um, available? That's true. So uh, of the medications that Rachel has mentioned, I think only Xanax is usually used as a sleep aid. Others are used as analgesics or pain medications. Yeah. But yes, agreed that medications are also, um, you know, can cause dependency, and particularly medications from the group that Xanax comes from. But uh, to be honest with you, we are not very keen, and that's why we're talking about all this awareness and improving sleep habits and whatnot, because we do not really want people to get dependent on medications. However, certain individuals who have disorders which warrant medications or who have what we know as primary insomnia or chronic insomnia, they will end up needing medications, sometimes long term. Not every individual is the same. And I believe it's not really a good idea to generalize or say, oh, a particular medication is really bad and should not be had. It's a case-to-case -case decision that a physician along with the patient makes. And I don't think we should be discussing drugs or medications. And I do not encourage people to take medications to help sleep, and especially a lot of people do these over-the-counter meds. Well, some and short-term may be okay, but if you're having long-term issues, it's always good to speak either to your general practitioner, 
to your regular doctor or come into a sleep clinic and talk about these things mm -hmm. rather than self-medicating or over-medicating mm -hmm. or having a prejudice against a certain group of meds. It's, it's important that these things are individualized. This is like individualized medicine, right? Everybody's case is different. Everybody's requirements or problems are different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Samantha is asking about the um, benefits of magnesium for those that struggle with sleep. Magnesium in people who are having low magnesium levels or particularly who have leg cramps is, is, a, is a good option. Uh, magnesium in everybody may not help, but no harm in taking for a short duration if you're having problems with sleep. It does, it does help with, the, like I said, relaxing muscles and helping sleep better, especially taken in supplemental doses, not therapeutic doses. Like a one a day, 400 milligram or 200 milligram should be fine. Okay. And I heard something like tart um, cherry juice is something that can help as well for people who are just trying to find. Is there any evidence to support that or is that just an old wives tale? See, it's a very complex scenario, I believe, and I'm sure um, Harsha has an input there too. But um, just quickly, because I, I feel a lot of these over-the-counter or home remedies, they have a lot of effects. The medical properties of the substance that they're taking and also the placebo effect. The yeah. fact that you believe in it helps yeah. you sleep better. So, yeah. I mean, if it helps somebody, I see no harm in doing it. Yes, but, uh, I'm going to start believing in Santa again. I think that might help me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, a lot, I mean, and it's true for medical prescriptions as well. If you believe in something, it would work better for you. And that's that's just how the human brain and the body works. But um, there is no, uh, like I would say, you know, as, as doctors, we are, uh, you know, people who believe in science, we only go with evidence. It doesn't mean other things do not work. But yes. I mean, I don't have a lot of evidence backing certain things or backing some certain other things. So I wouldn't want to comment on it. Yeah. I'm sure somebody else might want to. Yeah. So Andrea says that since her mom and brother died, she hasn't been able to sleep for more than four hours a night unless she uses a sleep aid. So obviously, if you know, if you can point to something specific like Andrea has, um, I'm sure the recommendation would be to address that issue, grief counseling. And, you know, if it's if it's like pain that's keeping you up at night, whatever it is, you have to get to the underlying cause of um, the issue. So, you know. For Andrea, it seems like her her sleep um, loss is directed or stems specifically from the loss of her loved ones. So that's something that she could potentially um, get some therapy and use some other coping, coping mechanisms. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. If if I can answer to that, like mm -hmm. I, I already like you know there are different aspects to the sleep disorder. Like you know, so this uh, there is a, a, a condition where here, so maybe you need a psychological counsel. Like I mean, uh, uh, maybe she has to consult a psychiatrist so that he will help her to you know cope up with the situation. How she can you know? So 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 once we treat that, maybe after that she will be able to sleep better. So this all depends on the underlying cause, like and why why it is happening. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, maybe sometimes what happens, they say that like, you know, uh, there is a sleep disturbance, but actually if there is a sleep disturbance or not, so that's what I said, like when we do a sleep study, so definitely we'll know if it is really, uh, uh, you know, hampering her uh, uh, health uh, significantly or not. So when we know that, then we can address it. So mm -hmm. otherwise, uh, maybe the psych, uh, psychiatrist uh, would uh, help her, uh, you know, 
so or maybe she needs a counseling after that she would be get some those are definitely very difficult things um losing loved ones so close together miss joy says i was diagnosed with sleep apnea at the health city sleep lab in august of 2015 got my first cpap machine in september of 2015 i haven't looked back dr archita and dr deepesh saved my life no question about it and you know what is so interesting is I uh, have spoken, had the opportunity to speak to Miss Joy Basteo about this uh, months after she had been um, using the CPAP machine. And I mean, the testimonial that she was given in person was amazing. She's like, Sandy, I've come off of some meds. I've reduced some meds. Like she didn't even know that the sleep apnea was impacting so many different aspects of her life, blood pressure and you know, all these other things. And she was able to get a lot of those things under control. So when she says that it actually saved her life, um, there's probably no question about that. So that's that's quite amazing. Uh, Joy is truly a, a great ambassador of this cause. And I think I really appreciate her for, you know, talking about it openly. And she's one of our first few patients and she's been really good. And I think a lot of people do benefit. It's just the acceptance and the understanding of the problem that's important. Yeah. Yes. So I'm really happy she's reached out. Thank you, Ms. Joy. Uh, <laughs> we do have another person sending this message via WhatsApp. They said, good morning. Dr. Archita is the best. Um, I see, uh, oh, sorry. She is my doctor for sleep apnea and asthma, asthma. The sleep study test room is lovely and they do a great job. There's a tech monitoring you all night. And I only wish the sleep apnea machine was easier to use. It's hard to put a mask over your face. So I've heard some people say this before they go on to say that I try to use it as much as possible, but sometimes I'm feeling like I'm going to suffocate. Um, are there different versions? Because I remember Joy telling me that there was like a smaller one that she used that didn't quite cover like, I guess, as much of the face. So what are options for a sleep apnea machine that people have available? We'll let the patient answer this. All right, so there are different types of masks. Uh, mm -hmm. First is full face, they fits at the bridge of your nose and cover your uh, under lower limb, covers the entire mouth. And uh, then, then recently we got something very new known as hybrid mask that fits below your nostrils and cover your lower lip. Mm -hmm. uh, works the same way, but it's more comfortable. Then we have nasal pillows, nasal mask. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, then there are some hybrid that does not don't have the attached holes at the front of the face. It is at the top of the head. A more comfort patient can move around and that helps you get better sleep no obstruction in between turning and twisting mm -hmm. that helps so as the patients mentioned there are different interfaces what interface we choose is determined by an individual's of course preference face structure their pattern of breathing if they're mouth breathers or obligate nose breathers if they have uh, certain other disorders depending on the type of pressure and type of mode of uh, therapy they're requiring so there are a lot of factors it's not like we don't like giving people just a less obtrusive mask, but every individual's need may be different. Yeah, so that's yeah. how we need to determine it. Nice. So the interface is what we wear uh, on the face. Yes. The machine is more or less the same. There may be different modes or different settings or different pressure requirements, but you know, those are quite standard, but the interface is what most people complain about. Oh, I don't like wearing a mask or I prefer something under the nose, but one size doesn't fit all, right? So we have to be choosing wisely. So I, I takes uh, 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 take some time so to get that comfort level. 
So when they're using the mask, initially maybe they find it difficult, but once they start getting the relief, maybe they, then after that they'll get used to it and they appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there might be a little bit of a learning curve like anything. Um, yes, okay, very good. All right, so we're starting to wrap up here just a little bit. We're gonna talk to uh, Mr. Jim about um, the sleep room, but Samantha says to try magnesium. She says it's uh, worked wonders for her. Charlene has a question. She says to the panelists, who are the early, what are the early sleep, sorry, what are the early signs of sleep insomnia? Um, in your professional opinion, what is the best prescribed medication? So I know Dr. Archita said before you even start talking about prescribed medication, let's have a real sit down chat and see actually what's going on. But what are some early warning signs that people could be looking out for? Well, finding it difficult to fall asleep or taking a longer and longer to fall asleep, having racing thoughts when you're trying to do that, not being able to stay asleep or waking up often in the daytime, uh, sorry, in the nighttime, waking up early in the morning, I mean, or waking up in the morning feeling tired or having a lot of daytime tiredness. These would be some of the, you know, features of having insomnia. A lot of times it's also a perception issue. So a lot of people feel they should get such set amount of sleeps and um, they don't get it. So they probably have insomnia. That's not always true. Like Harsha had mentioned earlier that if you wake up refreshed and you're getting about your day really well, and uh, you know you, you're not too much far away from what your routine has been then maybe you can just take it in your stride and try and modify your sleep routine or your sleep hygiene but uh, if this is something that's going on for a good while and it's uh, beginning to affect your daytime performance or how you feel in the morning then it's a good idea to address it and mm -hmm. in particular regard to insomnia it's better to address it early you know any disease any problem which becomes chronic is obviously difficult to treat right so it's a good idea to address it early. And sometimes very simple changes in your lifestyle or what you're doing during your sleep time could make a huge impact and may not need prescription medication. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I um, and ask you guys to indulge me for just a minute as we look at uh, some of my numbers? Because some days I feel like, oh, I know I'm not getting enough sleep. I do want to nap during the day if I stop. As long as I keep going, I'm fine. But if I stop somewhere, like I go to the hair salon, I'm like, oh my God, this feels so good. Can I just take a nap while I'm right here? But um, I used to track my sleep um, a lot with my uh, Fitbit. And so I've got some numbers here. They're, they're older numbers, but I wonder nonetheless if uh, we could have a look at some of these and you can tell me what your thoughts are. So I have, um, I mean, the average for, let's go back to 2020. This was the week of October 12th. So I had a couple of days here that I was consistently wearing the Fitbit. I was averaging five hours and 57 minutes. Is that enough in terms of the average? No, I think we've already talked about it. Most adults need between um, seven so. to nine hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, if this was a short period of time that you were getting this kind of sleep and you could deal with it, not affecting your day, to day quality of life, it's fine. But in the long run, probably yeah. this is insufficient. Yes, that's not good. All right. So, um, uh oh, let me pull this back up here. So in addition to that, if I look at some of the specifics, so this one was kind of a bad night. I think I only got four hours and whatever. But, you know, the sleep stages. So this REM sleep, I only got one hour and 28 minutes, according to this of REM, what, what should be your target? So that was about 27.1% of my overall five hours worth of sleep average, right? So what should you be, how long should you be in that deep sleep for? 
Well, like I said, there are two stages. I mean, two uh, concepts about sleep. Sleep Deepesh has already mentioned. So your REM mm -hmm. sleep percentage seems quite adequate. Okay. The deep sleep may be a little insufficient, but right. you're not getting enough time, my dear. So that's yeah. that's the problem here. You can't get deep sleep if you don't give yourself enough time to sleep. So it's overall time. Mm -hmm. But wow. yes, the deep sleep in percentage, I mean, if you were to look at it, is slightly less than what we would like it to be. Mm -hmm. Deep sleep is the N3 or delta sleep that we talk about here. Yeah. yeah. This right. seems a little better. Yeah, there's a lot of night-to-night -night variation. Yes. So this night was better because I got almost six hours this night. So I think mm -hmm. going back to your point, just get more sleep because then all probably all get of the more sleep to allow more stages yeah. and to allow deep sleep and yeah. REM sleep. REM, as we know or may not know, actually, but is, is more something you get towards the later part of your sleep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to allow your sleep self to sleep that long to get there. All right. Let's talk to Jim here. Jim, um, you've, been patiently, you've been patiently sitting there listening to all of this. Um, I understand that you've got a solution for getting a better night's sleep. Well, we tell can, us, uh, we can certainly assist. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so how we, important is a good mattress to a good night's sleep? I would say it's it's crucial. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to feel comfortable. Um, and one of the nice things about uh, the partnership that we've done with Health City is mm -hmm. uh, Tomlinson's been helping people here in Cayman get a good night's sleep for over 48 years now. Right. So we've got 40 different mattresses in the store. Our staff are highly, highly trained. So when you come in, they'll actually work with you one-on-one -on -one to make sure that you find the right mattress that you can sleep on. And I mean, comfort is, is the key. If you're comfortable on that mattress, whether you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach or move around all night, whatever it is, our staff knows how to, to pair you with the right mattress and the right base. And of course, pillows and even the sheets are critical. I mean, there, there's lots of things that go into feeling comfortable and being able to relax and sleep through the night. So, um, yeah, we, we're really proud of our partnership with Health City. I, I think it's such, such a natural one since we've been providing mattresses here for so long. Um, really have the largest selection, the only ones that have the full warranties from the manufacturers. So um, including adjustable bases and all kinds of things that can help with with issues that people have. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. So um, someone was asking about, oh, Ali, Aliana says, can neck pain or infection in the neck region cause bad sleep and constant fatigue? I think any kind of pain will definitely impact your ability to sleep, like, you know, I hate when I'm I'm going into, I feel like I'm really just falling asleep. And then my foot issue, my foot pain starts. I'm like, oh, because that obviously wakes me up and that disrupts my sleep. So anything, a snoring partner, um, a dog in the bed or snoring dogs in the room. You know, we've got a new puppy and I feel like I've had a child again. So, you know, at night I hear every little noise that he makes every time he like moves around in the cage. I, I wake up. You know, it's um, having to sleep with my daughter impacts my sleep. Like she's not ready to sleep by herself yet. And that's one of the reasons why I said to my husband when we were talking about, oh, should we have another kid? I said, no, I can't go another five plus years without better. Like my sleep wasn't the best before, but I feel like it's definitely gotten worse now with a baby, right? With a toddler. And she she's a poor sleeper as well. Um, do you have children? I'm curious about this. Do you see children 
um, you know, as being poor sleepers and should parents be paying attention to how much their children are sleeping and what sort of quality sleep kids are getting as well? Yeah, this is a very uh, interesting uh, topic. Thank you for bringing it up. And I think Deepesh has a very good interest in this. He's done his research on this as well. Right. Uh, we couldn't do it in Cayman because we weren't getting through, you know, getting community surveys um, yeah. here. But um, sleep in children and adolescents, I mean, it's a very important aspect. And I think it's this time of their, uh, the stage of development in an individual's life where good sleep habits need to be incorporated. Because a lot of children, and awfully, recently, obviously, with this, technology boom and everybody being online all the time, being on social media, being on devices and apps all the time. Yes. Um, there is a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, a trend or it's, uh, you know, in, in trend or it's fashionable to not be sleeping much and to be on online or chatting with your friends. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we need to inculcate in our youth or in, in adolescents or in, even in children who are just in school that they need to focus on their sleep and how important it is. We, you know, I mean, we've not been able to get there yet, but we want to get to a point where this is discussed as part of curriculum or is discussed as part of training in school, you know, or lifestyle changes in school or counselors or t teachers talk about it, about how important sleep is to your health and your life and how you should be focusing on it. And uh, I think so that's very important. So even for your total, I mean, having good sleep habits. Now, some children may have difficulties in breathing because they have, you know, infections, they have a blocked nose, they have other things. Those things need to be addressed, obviously. Uh, in terms of whether we offer pediatric services, usually not very commonly. However, uh, you know, if there is a pediatrician who thinks that this particular child definitely needs to be, you know, uh, undergoing a sleep test, we have the ability and the capability of doing it uh, to do pediatric sleep studies in the lab as well. And there are a few we've done. But usually this is with refra because, I mean, uh, to be very honest, we are not, uh, both Harsha and I are not pediatric pulmonologists or pediatric sleep specialists, but we can do the studies. Deepesh is well trained to do pediatric studies. So uh, we can do these studies and report, uh, but it's usually on refra, yeah? Only when we are looking for a certain subset of disorders that we're looking for yes. in a child. And Ms. Jan was actually asking if there's any specific sleep aids geared towards teens that can help them get uh, a better night's sleep. And I'm thinking of all the people to give a sleep aid, they're probably the ones that you don't want to put on anything. You want to look at lifestyle changes. That is um, true. That is true. Diet, so, exercise, and yes. getting off so of Everybody food. thinks of a sleep aid as a pop of paracetamol or a Tylenol and get away, get about doing work. That's not how things should be. It's, yeah. it's an effort. It is uh, a lifestyle. It's a choice we make. And I think that's more important to inculcate in your teens and adolescents rather than encouraging them to just pop a pill to yeah. help them sleep better. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a fascinating... Education is more important. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So this was a fascinating um, conversation. Here's a couple tips for getting a, uh, a better night's uh, sleep. Go to bed earlier. That's on my to-do list. <laughs> Maintain consistent sleeping and waking times. So even on weekends, like some of us are like, oh, yeah, it's a weekend. I want to sleep in. I want to go out partying late at night. The advice is as much as you possibly can to maintain a level of consistency every single day, right? Avoid coffee, large meals, alcohol before bed. Um, definitely the meals thing I found uh, really does help because then I might get some indigestion and stuff at night. Sleep in complete darkness. Unfortunately, if I'm sleeping with my daughter, that's not possible, but <laughs> that would probably help. Change your bed sheets often. What do bed sheets have to do with it? I think Jim should tell us that. Yeah. yeah. Comfort, again. Um, yeah. 
when the sheets are nice and fresh and soft and cool, um, it's much easier to relax and fall asleep and stay asleep. Mm -hmm. If they're kind of itchy or they get kind of pilly, you know how they, they, they when it, they start to get old, they you feel like they've got little little balls of, of yes. cotton or something. Um, that it can be uncomfortable. It irritates the skin. Mm -hmm. And yep. so, you know, when, when it's nice and, and clean and, and comfortable, you sleep better. It's very yeah. simple. Okay. Get more exercise. So exercise is important. Um, walking. And um, I know some people say the time of day that you're exercising might make a difference. So you don't want to exercise too close to bedtime because that might get you geared up uh, and too energetic. And then you have an issue sleeping because of that. So exercise a bit earlier in the afternoon or maybe early morning and reduce the blue light exposure at night. So blue light comes from all of our electronic devices, phones, iPads, computers. Uh, so put those down a couple hours before bedtime. I actually have my iPhone reminding me now to come off of the iPhone and get ready for bed. <laughs> so at least an hour or two before it says, okay, it's time to start to unwind, put the phone down. And uh, I've actually put my phone on, on silence as well at night. So only certain people who have emergency access to me will I hear those messages. And the rest, I just wait till morning to see them. Well, this has been a fascinating um, conversation. Thank you guys so much. Shamari, how can people reach out if they want to inquire about getting an assessment at the Sleep Lab? And of course, Jim can tell us as well how they can reach him if they want to look at some mattress options. Definitely. So Sandy, as always, um, you can call us at 640-4040 or email us at info at healthcity.ky. And we keep promising. So eventually we'll come on and have a full session on our Connect app. So um, remotely, you can actually download the app from the local app store and or the U.S. Um, app store, whichever one you have. You can download Connect um, for Health Sydney. And with that, you can actually go on and set your appointments to see a Dr. Achita, um, to set up the sleep lab and the such. But we'll, we'll carry through the whole um, scenario on one of the programs. But outside of that, if you try that and for whatever reason you can't get through, info at healthcity.ky or 640-4040 is where you can definitely call. And Sandy, before next week as well, we'll definitely need to discuss the fact that yesterday from a oncology cancer perspective, hooray, hooray, we had our first patients that Yay. have actually um, gone to get the radiotherapy that wow. was needed, that they didn't have to travel overseas to actually get that therapy. Um, so a huge thank oh, you. Wow. To and I still need to arrange my tour. Yes. yes. A huge yes. thank you to the Health Practice Commission oh um, that went that worked in overdrive to make sure that we could get it approved mm -hmm. so that those patients could get in, as well as the director and his inspectors from planning that also worked overtime to make sure that we could meet the needs of our patients. A huge thank mm -hmm. you to all of them. And it's, you know, history in the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. and it's really commendable. Once again. Yeah, absolutely. So. Fantastic. Congratulations. So Jim Aliano thinks that a good mattress is going to cost too much and he has to start an OnlyFans page. <laughs> um, tell him why he doesn't have to start an OnlyFans page to afford a good mattress at Tomlinson Furniture. Um, well, yeah. Like I said before, we've got over 40 different types of mattresses in the store. Yes. Um, and if if you come in, the best way to, to find one is to come in and work with our highly trained staff there. And if you don't know where we are, we're the three-story gray building right there at the four-way stop by HSA. 
and the people in, in the bottom floor there where we keep all the mattresses and, and bedroom furniture are very knowledgeable. They're, they're yeah. certified in, in a lot of different trainings and uh, can help you find one that fits not only your sleep habits, the best for you, but also your budget. And, and that's, you know, Tomlinson's um, been trying to help people afford to, you know, get what they need for many, many years and, and, and they'll work with you. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks to all of our guests this morning. Um, you know, try to get some better sleep. If you can't, definitely reach out to Health City uh, Cayman Islands and see how their sleep lab can assist. All right, folks, have a good one. Thank you. Okay, thank, you. Right, thank you. Bye. The Hartwell Theater will come alive as Cayman National Dance Company presents the 35th season of dance, an emerald celebration of repertoire pieces, new creations, and remastered dances. Dance should be shared with all those who live and breathe. So you don't want to miss the 35th at the Hartwell Theater, May 19th to 21st. For performance times and tickets, call 926-1826 or visit Cayman Islands National Dance Company on Facebook. Sponsored by CNCF, Cayman National Bank, ARC Directors, Water Authority, CUC and CG Brick K. The Department of Environmental Health has announced that the November bulk waste collection schedule has been replaced by one in the month of May, starting with West Bay, May the 1st through the 6th. Please note that following West Bay, there will be a Georgetown bulk waste collection from May the 8th through the 13th, and then Bodentown from May the 15th through the 20th, followed by Northside and East End from May the 22nd through the 27th. Stay tuned to this platform for more bulk waste scheduling information. The annual business surveys being conducted by the Economics and Statistics Office, ESO, are ongoing. The surveys run from April 11th to June 16th, 2023, and collect information to answer questions like, how did the economy perform in 2022? What is the value of the income received from the rest of the world in 2022? Your response matters. Fill out and return your surveys to the ESO. Remember, better data, better decisions, better business. For assistance, visit www.eso.ky or call 244-4600 or 244-4676. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or Info at CrichtonProperties.com. Honey, you remember to bring your lunch, right? Oh, come on. You know I wouldn't. Seriously? Popeyes? Hmm, Popeyes. Popeyes! Popeyes to the rescue again. <laughs> 
Mommy, I prefer this to your chicken anyway. Oh, no, you didn't. K-Man doesn't just like that chicken. We love that chicken from Popeye's. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling good. Thinking about that sleep situation. I love it. Um, I love discussions like this because it really allows us to refocus our efforts and where we need to definitely make some improvements. So I'm going to talk about something. Well, this isn't going to cause me to lose any sleep, but it might cause Jordan to lose some sleep. So we're going to be talking about um, the general topic area for this segment is rude foreign nationals who come to the Cayman Islands and bring their rudeness with them. Might I make a general recommendation? If you're rude and you know it, don't clap your hands. Just stay where you are. <laughs> we don't need any more rude people in this country. I mean, you know, take it from me. One is, is too many. But we get our fair share. And I do think that it is so interesting when they come here with their rudeness and they think that we're actually gonna put up with it. Well, let, let me let me fill you guys in. So, you know, yesterday we were talking about, um, we were talking about Jordan from this 90 Day Fiance, Love in Paradise, whatever the show's called. Um, the only reason why we're interested in it is because it has a K-Man connection. We're gonna talk about her boyfriend, Everton. So she obviously is on a reality TV show because she's looking for attention. Nobody goes on a reality TV show because they want to remain a private person and don't want people in their business. Let, let's, let's get that straight first and foremost, right? So Jordan, um, since we talked about it, I think we first mentioned it last week and I was like, oh, you know, this is interesting, whatever. Um, she has been tagging us in all these posts. Now I reckon poor little Jordan is simply clout chasing. For those of you who are listening to the program, like Sandy, what's clout chasing? Clout chasing is when you're nobody and you want to be somebody in the in social media, the world of social media. And so what you do is you grab on to somebody else that you perceive as having an audience. And then you're trying to get to their audience and trying to get followers and likes. And, you know, people go out of their way to do the most ridiculous stuff. So we're going to look at Jordan and see how incredibly desperate she is for her little 15 minutes of fame. And she is desperate. And we're also going to now open Pandora's box on Jordan because what I love about people is people to me are all the same no matter where you go. You know, so to a certain extent, Caribbean people go on with their foolishness, um, English people, American people, Canadian people, it doesn't matter, right? People fall into different categories. You find all types all over the world. So Jordan is trying to get salty with me, but nobody sent Jordan the memo that Sandy ain't the one to get salty with, honey chill. Because when Sandy decides to get in your business, she's gonna dig and dig and dig and dig like a little detective, right? I'm like, I'm like, I'm at an archeological site. I'm digging, I got my little brush, brushing things off and having a little look under the microscope. And so we're gonna put Jordan under the microscope this morning because somebody told Jordan that she was better than the rest of us. And it seems to me, that that's not the case. Now, the bigger context is, of this is really quite a serious concern. We're gonna have a little bit of fun with Jordan this morning, but there is something bigger here. When people, and I've always found this interesting because I have lived in another man's country. 
And I say that as a guest in that country, whether you're a guest worker, you have a green card, whatever, you're not an American citizen. That's how I always saw myself, right? I didn't want American citizenship, gave up the green card, wasn't interested. But you know what? I was respectful. I felt like there were always boundaries that needed to be in place as someone who was not a born American citizen. So even when I was in their country talking about politics was something that I was like, mm, I'm not really going to get into it because I can't vote, right? It's just my opinion. You guys work out your mess, your, your craziness on your own. I wish sometimes, and I know I have a lot of expat followers, a lot of expat fans who listen to this program. Big shout out to all of them because I think they're going to understand this. But the ones who don't, I hope you pay attention. Sometimes you have to understand that when you go to somebody else's country, you have to have some degree of respect. And y'all lose the respect on so many different levels. I'm going to talk about this group called I Love K-Man because they've been getting a little bit disrespectful. It's like the women's group. Some of them get disrespectful. And I figure the only reason that you're doing it is because obviously you don't know. No one has schooled you in the ways of the world right? You're an American. You lived in America your entire life. You think every place is America. You you go elsewhere in the world and you take this attitude with you that is oftentimes not appreciated. Like I can see why certain people all over the world cannot stand Americans. And I'm just going to generalize when I say Americans, right? But it's true of, of all nationalities. I can see why Canadians sometimes are referred to as the Maple Leaf Mafia and their attitude because I've seen it. I can see why Jamaicans, when Jamaicans travel abroad, everybody's like, oh God, here comes the Jamaicans and their foolishness and attitude. You have to know that same thing with Caymanians. Well, we're so small that we don't really got too much of a reputation yet, but we're acquiring one. Those of you going to the UK with this beggar mentality, going there trying to live off the, US gov or the UK government, it's the same thing. You're developing a reputation, right? based on your nationality that's going to impact all of us. Because when people hear, oh, you're from the Cayman Islands, oh, God, they're here to now just beg and feed off of us and live off of us here in the UK. And then, you know, once they're done, they're going to run back home to the Cayman Islands. Okay, but let's talk about Jordan. Let's get some specifics. So I thought this was a lighthearted discussion. I don't know Jordan. I don't care. I'm not really watching the show. Like I said, it's of interest to us because supposedly she's bought a $600,000 property in the Cayman Islands. Woo, honey child. We got to set that record straight because it seems like Jordan has a little issue telling the truth. Oh, Jordan, you shouldn't get on national TV and not be honest. I keep telling you all this, but clearly nobody's listening like Jordan. The worst thing you can do is if you're a private person or so you clean and you don't want people in your business is to get on a TV show. Who does that? That's just dumb. Okay. That don't make no sense. Um, I've talked about other celebrities, whether it's the Christie's, whether it's it's Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, what her name is? Jen Shaw. All these people end up in jail because they go on TV and put their lives on a platform and then come to find out they've been scamming people. There's another one too that was in the news yesterday. Oh God, who sent me that link? Um, where this person was um, once again 
scamming people, running a scam. And uh, they, they uh, are, 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 you know, reality TV. I'm like, what? I'm like, what is wrong with these reality TV people? Well, you know what's wrong with them? The 15 minutes of fame is so important to them that they forget what it's going to lead to, right? It's not just the 15 minutes that's gonna benefit you. All right, Jordan, I know you have less than 700 followers on Instagram. We have almost 80,000. You're probably trying to get a few of those. I get it. Okay, we'll give you a few likes. That's not a problem, but you ain't gotta get rude with it because when you start to get rude, I'm thinking, oh girl, what is wrong with you? Let me go ahead and set you straight, honey chill. And listen, Jordan has has put herself out there, claims that she's been in this decade, 12 year relationship with Everton and all this kind of stuff. And her storyline is starting to unravel and prove her to actually be a liar. Jordan lies habitually, okay? So yesterday I told you guys on the show, um, we watched that one clip where she's like supposedly playing this video. Somebody said the accent might be Guyanese. And I thought to myself, oh, I don't know if it's Trinity. It sounded more Trinity than Guyanese to me, but I'll let you guys determine that. I'm no expert on accents, but she plays this video in the latest episode of where she's accusing her fiance, although he's never actually proposed. I don't know why she's calling him a fiance, but whatever. Again, a little, a little lie. They tell these old lies and those lies extend the storyline. And that's what it's all about. Extending the 15 minutes, right? Everton has not proposed to this woman. She's a liar. Okay. So anywho, um, she claims that this woman sent her a voice note. And so we were playing it all in jest. And I went yesterday on the show and I followed her. And I said, hey, come on the show anytime. Like we're interested in hearing the whole sus between you and Everton. I mean, a lot of us think it's all made up anyway. Like we're not really believing it to that extent. But you know what? We're here for it. We're here for the pretend land. We all live, live in, we all like fantasy world a little bit, right? That's why I sit down and watch cartoons with my daughter. Cause I like the fantasy of like escaping. There's a, a level of escapism uh, when I watch a cartoon, right? When I watch reality TV, it's escapism. It doesn't mean that I believe everything that I see there. Yeah, y'all was sitting down believing the Christie's had money. They didn't have no money. They were lying and forging, you know, mortgage documents to try and get loan after loan to the hilts until they got caught. And now they're sitting in jail for like, what, 10 plus years. What I would say to somebody like Jordan is, Jordan, you need to be careful because you might end up in jail too, honey child. Again, because <laughs> we're going to talk about her record. So she actually had the audacity. Listen to how feisty Jordan is. So I said, hey, come on the show. We'd love to hear from you. This is what Jordan said to me. Jordan says, uh, this was her response. Let me see if I can find it now. Where is she? She's like, oh, your show is too low low for me or something like that. And I was like, what? I was like, girl, you're on a 90-day reality TV show claiming you've been dating some Jamaican guy for 12 years. Uh, you can't get much lower than that. CMR, we have her in low brow moments because people love the sus. But you're going to call us low? Girl, what planet do you actually live on? I couldn't believe what I was reading. I thought to myself, oh, she's one of them that thinks she's somebody. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, I'm rich and I'm this and I'm that. And I was like, oh, Jesus. 
please don't let me have to set this woman straight. Well, sure enough, here we are having to set her straight. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, she says, your content is below me. Thanks, though. That's, that's what she responded with. I said, no, my dear. That show is below you, or it should be, but clearly it's not. And then I did a LMAO. And I said, so is Everton, but you still got your 15 minutes off of him and vice versa. I mean, if any of it's even real, and you're the one who's out there peddling your little toes on OnlyFans? Really? Then she goes on to say, um, you got to be able to afford the S I can. So she's put it, portraying this image that she's so rich and she's so wealthy and she can afford. So let us break it down. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to look at Jordan? Because Jordan is a liar. Oh, yeah. Jordan wants us to believe that she has money. Hello. The same energy I have for Sedoni Mothersill digging up in her little business is the same energy I have for Jordan. So let me break it down for you. I'm going to give you all the suits this morning. Stand by. First of all, she's a criminal. But let, before I get to that, um, <clears throat> her name is Jordan Mason. Um, oh, I even had a middle name, but I'll get to that here in a second. She's got several criminal records. So she's from a place called Copal, Texas. Of course, she claims she's from Dallas, Texas, because, you know, that's the bigger city. But in fact, it's actually Copal, Texas, which none of us have ever heard of. Anybody heard of Copal, Texas before? No. So there's another lie. She goes on the show. Oh, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Child, I got her cell phone number. I got her home number, landline, uh-huh, multiple cell phones, 214-636, and I'll stop there. Mm-hmm. Email addresses. Oh, girl, you're at Bell South, and you have six email addresses. Jordan, do you know where you are? You're on the cold hard truth now, honey child, and we're going to give you a life lesson. Don't assume that everybody in the Cayman Islands is dumb, is poor, is stupid, is whatever, just because they're a Caymanian. We could run circles around you. A lot of us choose not to, but still. So why are you over here flossing about how rich you are? We're also going to talk about your financial situation. Some of her relatives, Brittany, Michelle in her 60s, live in Double Oak, Texas. Austin James Andres in his 30s. Louise Randall. 40s. Oh, oh, we can we can go deep, honey child. Robert, is that your daddy? Robert Wagoner, Eugene in his 70s. Jesse Odom from Allen, Texas. Oh, honey, chill. Mm. All right, I'm coming, coming for Jordan. Uh, criminal and traffic records. Oh, child, you got to do better with these records now. Um, you trying to talk about uh, people too low for you. But you look at you just a common criminal. And not just a common criminal, but she has a record for tampering with witnesses. Who does that? Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I haven't been to jail yet, Jordan. You're talking about, oh, um, you too low class. Oh, honey, child, you're low class because you went to jail for foolishness. Let's look at it. Hold on. Y'all hold, hold your little toes, OnlyFans. Here she is. This is all the criminal record. Tampering with a witness. 2011, 2012, 2013. Guilty, 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 guilty. Y'all see it right there? So, oh yeah. Then we can click on details. Jordan Brooke Mason. That's her full name, by the way. 
Ethnicity white from Texas, Denton County arrest. Mm -hmm. uh, we have an address at Carrollton, Texas. Yep, we got you, 3620. Yeah, that's your address, honey, Jill. Offense date, August the 10th of 2012. Mm -hmm. um, then she has a release date. Uh, we talk about the victims, guilty. Uh huh. Let's talk about what she was actually found guilty of. So listen to this. 90 Day Fiance Jordan, mm, 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 Brooke Mason, is a hot mess. She has felony arrests. Hold on, let me show you her mug shots. Because they're, they're, they're worthy. There we go. Look at the mug shots. She ain't so cute without the makeup now, is she? Girl, she looks like she might have been in something back then, but I'm not saying. The eyes look kind of droopy. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, uh, let, let's have a look now at what the details of her arrest would have been. Yes, honey child. She was um, arrested. Hold on now. Uh-huh. Um, for, this is according to Texas jail and court documents, charged with two felony counts of tampering with a witness stemming from an incident in March of 2011. The indictment states that Jordan threatened a husband and wife. Maybe they were OnlyFans, like before she had an OnlyFans account. They were sucking on those toes and then somebody got in their feelings. But anyway, she placed fear, she placed them in fear of their safety and the safety of their family with intent to influence the said witness to withhold, abstain from, or discontinue in said official proceeding. Mm -mm -mm. She pleaded nolo contendere, which means no contest. In other words, her behind was guilty. So she's going to plead no contest to charges back in January of 2012. The following month, she was sentenced to eight days in county jail, five years of community supervision, 400 hours of community service and a $1,500 fine and required drug testing and more. What did I tell y'all just now looking at that face? Does not look like a little druggie. This is the woman who wants to get and send me a private message talking about, um, oh, you're, you're, you're too, um, your content is below me. No, honey child, you're jail bait. You're below all of us. Don't be trying to insult me. You don't know me. You are a common criminal, okay? Yeah, this is her now. You can imagine drug testing because she, you know, I don't know what pipe she was hitting, but kind of looked like it might have been a crack pipe. I'm just saying. Or maybe heroin. That's probably more her speed. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's on drugs. Everybody can look at that face. Look at those eyes. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, the adjudication of guilt was deferred, reliant upon Jordan's completion of the terms of her sentence. Yes, honey child, let's continue. The witnesses that Jordan Mason allegedly tampered with were victims of a disturbing armed robbery. <gasps> what? That Jordan? You're talking about, oh, you're so rich and you're so proper and oh, I'm in love with Everton. First of all, if you couldn't find yourself a better man than Everton, that says a lot about you, honey child. Sorry, Everton, but you and get thrown under the bus with her. Yes, you are. And we can talk about your immigration status here in the Cayman Islands as well. 
because y'all wanted Pandora's box to be open. Trailer trash, jailbait. That's right. Mm-mm-mm. No, sir. Um, <laughs> so here we go now. Um, so the Texas couple listed a TV for sale on Craigslist in May of 2010. Listen to her record now. Listen to what she got mixed up in. They arranged a meeting with a prospective buyer at their home. The wife stayed in the house while the husband remained in the garage to meet the prospective buyer. Multiple men arrived in a white SUV. Two men met the husband in the garage to look at the television. According to court documents, as soon as the husband showed the men the television, one of the men pulled a handgun, oh my God, and pointed it at the husband's head. The other man also brandished a gun and closed the garage door. One of the men forced the husband into the house while the other looked for the wife. Can y'all believe this? This is Jordan. And she talking about somebody beneath her. So the wife heard yelling and locked herself in the bathroom before calling 911. One of the men broke into the bathroom, led the woman at gunpoint to her husband's upstairs office. Oh my God, they must have been so scared to death. The hands and feet of the husband and wife were bound with zip ties. Oh my God. Let me, let me show y'all what the court documents actually said. This is ridiculous. Jordan had a part to play in any of this? These are the witnesses that you're trying to intimidate? This is far worse than anybody could have imagined. But, you know, that's because y'all are easy fooled when you look at someone who, they're not nobody. But, you know, they want to fool you. They're on TV. Oh, look at me. I'm someone. No, you're not. Suspect number one received a phone call at this point, and he directed the caller to come around the back. Mm, mm, mm. The husband said that he believed this meant that there was more of them, and someone was going to drive around the back with a truck to take everything. Suspect one told suspect two to go downstairs and then to begin ripping out the TVs, the computer systems, laptops, everything and started to go through all the drawers, all the cupboards in the office. And a few minutes later, suspect one's phone began to ring again. Suddenly, police sirens could be heard closing in in the neighborhood, and suspect one and two ran out of the home, leaving the couple bound on the floor. They also left behind one of the guns, but they took the husband's wallet, which had been in the office. Oh my God, are y'all paying attention? This is who we've allowed to come to the Cayman Islands talking about she's purchasing property? Y'all better try and do a background check before you let anybody buy anything in this country. Mm. One of the suspects attempted to hide on a neighbor's roof before running off, and he was later apprehended at a nearby gas station. The suspect was indicted for two counts of aggravated robbery and two counts of unlawful restraint. He was facing additional prison time because he had previous convictions for the felony offenses of burglary of a... Uh, of a habitation and theft. So the jury found that the man was guilty of all four offenses, found the enhancement paragraphs true, and sentenced him to 50 years confinement to run concurrently. Each judgment contained a deadly weapon finding. 
So this man's criminal case is the one that Jordan Mason was allegedly interfering with by threatening the husband and wife victims. Wow, Jordan, tisk tisk. It's unclear what Jordan's connection was with the defendant. And uh, the man is five years older than Jordan and his address is in the same town, Carrollton, as Jordan's. Y'all heard that? Carrollton, not Dallas, Texas, like she's pretending on 90 day. Hmm. So, probably they were lovers. Y'all know how this goes. And she is um, in love with, you know, hood rats that are going around robbing and burglaring from people. And so then, um, I don't know why she thought it was a brilliant idea to go and threaten people. Y'all saw the records. There they are. These are my, this is public records, you know. The only difference is I know how to find it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why they say knowledge is a dangerous thing. Knowing how to do something can make you a very dangerous person because you don't, you don't mess around with people like that because they will dig and find out your business. Mm, mm, mm. Who's this calling me this morning? Good morning, caller. You trying to get on the air? Well, uh huh, uh huh. Lost wallet, no, ma'am. But I'm on the air, so I, I wouldn't probably really know. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Call me back later. All right, folks. Don't forget, we got a live show till ten thirty in the morning. Sometimes beyond Wednesday mornings, we can't get any overtime, so I'm gonna be moving kind of quick this morning. So I want y'all to keep up. Yeah. So this is what a 145 pound uh, lady was doing here, Jordan Brooke Mason. Um, 145 pounds. Hmm, she's a little bit heftier than I thought. Anywho, uh, yeah, she was interfering with these. Guilty here. Um, multiple counts. This is a, this is a, a actual felony, right? I mean, you would think somebody like this. Wouldn't even want to go on TV, much less message CMR talking foolishness. <laughs> somebody, somebody must have knocked her in her head. All right. The other thing is she's got several civil judgments as well, because y'all know me. Again, I'm digging as hard as I can. Um, So we can talk about a $512 civil judgment. Girl, please. Meridian Apartments. She's someone who doesn't even pay her bills. Jordan wants us to believe that she is rolling in money. She's rich. She's better than us. Oh no, you're a commoner. You can't afford what I have. Jordan, I can tell you what I can afford. I can afford a $512, $519 US dollar bill. Marine Apartments not gonna be taking me to court for that, honey child. And they're not gonna get a civil judgment against me. Mm -hmm. What about this other one from Meridian Apartments again? Court case number E07843J6 for $439. Girl, you can't even pay a $439 bill for Meridian Apartments, but I must believe that you're rich and you can afford a $600,000 property in the Cayman Islands? Who are you trying to fool exactly? Because me llamo, my name is Sandra Teresa Hill. And you're not fooling me, honey child. Not in the least bit. Seems to me that you are a fraudster, right? Divorce records, marriage records, we got it all, honey child. Oh my gosh, girl, you are ridiculous. 
let's talk about the money situation. Because she's putting out this, well, what about this $600,000 property? And I've had to take out home equity loans. Well, that seems to be a lie. Let me tell you all what she actually borrowed, right? She owns a property. Yes. Home ownership. Good for her. Finally, um, she has a property in Carroll, Carrollton, Texas. Uh, let me get the property record here. Mm-hmm. 1,964 square feet. That's it. Nothing special. Built in 1973. That's a 50-year-old property, honey gel. That's all you could afford because you enrolling in all the money that you claim that you're rolling in. Oh, right. 1,960 square feet. That makes you a millionaire. Listen, I have 4,000 square feet and I'm still not a millionaire. I'm not claiming no millionaire status. I live comfortably. You live based off of lies, honey child. Okay. Rolling Wood Estate. Mm-hmm. Well, land value is $49,545. Assessed value, $253.21. That's it. But how can, how can your value, your house be less than $300,000, which by the way, that's her net worth. And you claim that you are so rich and you're, you're rolling in it. Um, times that by four and five, and that's what the average housing Cayman costs. And some of us can say, you know, that's the value in our homes. You're looking at 253 US dollars, which is even less in CI dollars. But you're rich? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, she bought it for 123,900. That was the sale amount. The last year it was assessed was in 2022. So maybe it's gone up a little bit. Maybe she knows something that we don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Mortgage date, August the 4th of 2022. She's got until 2047 to pay for it. Mm-hmm. She borrowed $215,000. Anything y'all else want to know? You want to know her DNA codes? <laughs> oh, girl, please. Don't be trifling with people because you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, lender, company, we have all those details, but we, we're not going to give y'all too, too much now. Jordan, you lied about this $600,000 property. You need to come clean. Because records show, he's, one thing I love about America, public records, once you have resources, are just so amazing. Thank you, America, for just making everything an open book. Yes, because why is she talking about how she just bought a big plot of land in Grand Cayman? Y'all remember the storyline? Y'all remember the video that I showed you last week claiming how, um, you know, she spent $600,000 and her friends were like, but Jordan, you've got to be careful. This man is using you. That's a lot. Why would you give him power of attorney? Was she like, listen, I don't even believe that. I don't even believe she gave him no power of attorney. That sounds like a convenient lie to me. I'm trying to find my video from last week now. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Jordan. I don't believe anything you got to say, honey child. Those things be lies. You're just making stuff up as you go along. Mm-mm-mm. 
Let me see. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Where is she? Um, anyway, that's the video where she was talking about borrowing $600,000. I think you guys will remember it, right? So Jordan, I borrowed no $600,000. It looks like what she borrowed, and she'd be a real fool um, if she put Everton on it regardless. But it looks like what she actually borrowed was closer to about 200000 Let me get the details here. I'm going to tell you exactly what she borrowed. So she did a um, home equity loan. Mm-hmm. So in July of 2021, Jordan opened a home equity line of credit with uh, for $60,000. 13 months later, in August of 2022, Jordan entered into another home equity line of credit with a credit line of $215,000. How does 215 plus 60,000, that's US dollars, by the way, how does that become $600,000? I don't think so, honey chill. You know, you can get these documents online. Credit agreement means the Texas Home Equity Line of Credit Agreement and Disclosure dated July the 9th, 2021. And all extensions and renewals of this credit agreement under the terms of which lender has agreed. Child, the security document. Mm-hmm. Borrower is Jordan. Uh, what her name is again? Brooke uh, Morgan. Yes. An unmarried person. We're going to talk about that because she was unmarried in 2021. But but she forgot to tell Everton that during this 12-year relationship, she's actually been a married woman. I wonder why she's lying to Everton and why she's not telling him everything. And then she's surprised that he's out there cheating on her. This is all a setup for TV, y'all. These people are trying to be famous. And all they're doing is exposing themselves. How ridiculous is that? Anywho, um, that's Jordan for you. So hold on here now, honey chill. Let me come back to you. So, uh, yeah, so she got a line of credit. Um, woo, so her three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,565-square-foot house she purchased in July of 2015 um, while she was still married. So at some point, she got married and divorced. And there's a big question mark about this. Because again, the um, court documents between Jordan and her husband are available online. Y'all can go look this up. Case number 16-01203-442. Those are the divorce records. Yes. She claims that she's a nudist and former eyelash extension artist. And now she's into some fetish stuff. Mm. And she's going to make a life in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. Please don't come here. Go to Jamaica. This is my recommendation for you, Jordan. We don't need any more people like you here. Believe and trust me when I say that. Okay? We need sensible expats here who, when they come to the Cayman Islands, understand that this is an island. And you will find people here already with their own culture and food and everything else. I'm coming to you. I love Cayman people. You don't love Cayman when you don't even know anything about the Cayman Islands and its people. You love uh, the fakeness, right? Oh, the pristine beaches, whatever. The reality of life here isn't what you're going to love. So we're going to give you a cold dose of the cold hard truth. Y'all need to wake up. Leave your attitude at the airport or don't come at all. 
Okay. So she purchased her house. Um, you can go to Zillow Records. And I've actually, I've got the actual deed documents. Everything is here. Right? She purchased it and it's gone up a little bit in value. And she's doing something that's not really, really all that smart. Her house is going up in value as real estate prices across the U.S. are skyrocketing. And she's going and borrowing, borrowing, borrowing against that. You know what she's doing? They better go check those mortgage documents that she's filling out. Because she only gets paid about $1,000 an episode for a 90-day. Not a whole lot of money, honey, chill. I don't know how much your fetish and your OnlyFans account is bringing in. You might be raking in a little bit from that. But given that you only have 600 and something followers, I don't really think so. You're just kind of starting out in the foot fetish. And there's a lot of people who have cute toes and more to offer on OnlyFans. So you're not in no one percentile raking in no millions yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about your six-digit land in Grand Cayman, well, six-digit can be $100,000. That's six digits. So I don't know why you inflated it to 600000 because from the looks of it, that don't really look. If you got to be more borrowing money against your mortgage like this, right? Taking out these home equity loans to purchase property, probably. Um, I don't think that you purchase no $600,000 property here in the Cayman Islands. I could be wrong, but this is where now these records in the Cayman Islands, just like they are in the United States of America, should be a matter of public records. Anybody should be able to go and see what foolishness this woman's going on with. Because they come here and they lie and they hoodwink us, or so they think. They're not hoodwinking me. Right? When somebody tries to roll up on me, oh, I'm rich and I'm this and I'm that, here am I good. I don't care if you're somebody from Windsor Park telling me that foolishness or you have a condo on Seven Mile Beach. I'm not going to believe you any more than the Windsor Park fella. Because I know these so-called wealthy people are a lot of times scammers, running, you know, thieves. They're running all kind of stuff. I've seen too much in my little short lifespan to believe when people tell me something. I'm always looking at you keenly with a side eye going, oh. Most, most people who have money don't got to brag about it, first of all. When you see people bragging, you know, either they just come into a few little coins and that makes them in their head think they're somebody. Or they don't really have it at all. You know what I'm saying? Miss Stacy, what's going on with Zeus? He sounds like he's barking down the place. He must be hearing me talking about Jordan and he, he's upset. He's like, who is this Jordan fool coming after my mama? Bring bring Zeus in here, Miss Stacy. Bring out bring Zeus in. All right, so listen you now. Let's talk about Everton. Who is Everton? Everybody had the question. Who is Everton? And me too. I was asking myself, who is this fool Everton? They're trying to get 15 minutes of fame. Caribbean people normally are a little bit more sensible, you know, because they live in a double life, so they're trying to keep it on the down low. Well, Everton Anthony Brown, 49 years old, um, I do find you to be interesting because you have no social media. And, you know, because Caribbean records aren't what they are in the United States and Canada and elsewhere, you're kind of well hidden. A little bit too well hidden, if you ask me. But I know enough about Everton Anthony Brown, mm -hmm. such as who he works for. Uh-huh. Uh, luxury ocean charters. 
that's the charter that she went on when she came down for her friend's wedding. And then all of a sudden you meet Everton and he's the man that you're going to fall in love with. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I thought you could have done a little bit better than someone who is just a deckhand, basically. He not no boat captain like she claimed. That's a lie. Uh, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Jordan, your 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 lies are just falling apart all over the place, honey chill. So this was Jordan trying to get salty with me. She says, bring it. This is she's always tagging me and everything. Like I said, she really is clout chasing. I'm like, woman, what the hell is wrong with you? I didn't even say anything about you. I'm just like, girl, come on the show. Your storyline is kind of interesting. She says, don't know your name until now. Well, who knew you before you showed up as a fool and 90 day fiance? Nobody know you, Jordan. And she says, and it's not important enough to remember later, but I see mine stays in your mouth. Careful, don't choke. Ooh, Jordan, you got to remember my name after today. I can assure you of that. And the fact that you're tagging CMR in every single thing certainly means that you're remembering Cayman Mall Road. And she's calling all of you in the comment section coward. She says, love the basics that talk about me, uh, but don't let me in the comments at Cayman Mall Road cowards. What do you mean don't let you in the comments? That also shows that Jordan isn't the sharpest in the drawer. Because if Jordan wants to get in the comments on Instagram, all she has to do is follow the page and she can comment from now until the cows come home. So the fact that she does not even know that about Instagram tells me that she not too bright. Okay. So yeah, Jordan, you got to pack on the makeup to look half cute and you're still not looking cute because I see one pile of dimples and look like some bad um, things there in the jawline. I don't know if you're trying to do Botox with some silicone or what the heck was going on there. But anywho, um, and top of all of that, you know, the brain don't look like it working too well either. Because you just said something that don't make no sense. We're not stopping you from getting in the comment sections. If you want to get in the comment section to defend yourself, go right ahead, honey chill. But every post for the last week, you've been tagging us in it. And I've been watching you. And people have been sending me your stuff. And I'm just like, oh, this Jordan thinks she's somebody special. I see. Poor little ting. Poor ting. That can, man. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandy. What Next a hot after listening to you this morning and the other shows. You think the RCIP should hire me? <laughs> no, I think Dr. Phil needs to hire you because you got it, you got your act together, man. Oh my God. Dr. Phil, <laughs> Lord have mercy. What what do you make of these rude people who come here with their attitudes and think that they're better? I than don't us? Know. It's it's really pathetic. You know, they come here to get up on the coal mm. and they're right. And they run into more coal because when they get in, involved with these men that try to swindle them out of thinking that they got 600,000, mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they need to get their act together. Trust me. They, they need to take a lesson from you and investigate mm -hmm. the people that they're coming out to look for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Sandy, Thank keep you, it up. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. Have a good one. So, um, yeah, Jordan, I know about a special honey child. Criminal, liar, 
Low-browing, not really got no money. Trying to flaunt and pretend. Uh, let me see what our listeners are saying in the comment section, honey. Um, one says, Ola came in, wants to know which crab hole she found for $600,000. She not got no $600,000. She not got no $600,000 property. That we can ascertain. Um, somebody said, even Yahoo got her up now about her previous arrest. The internet gone mad with her felony charges. Listen, she's about to lose her job at 90 Day Fiancé. That's against their policy, a felony or any criminal offense. Mess with Mall Road, laughing out loud, says this person. Dig, dig, dig. Here. I guess some people aren't as good at their jobs as they think they are. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Thank you for this video. Y'all, y'all the best. I must say, I couldn't do it without the help of all of my little um, CMR family and friends because y'all the ones who be sending me stuff. Now, look at what this person just sent me. This is this is her talking about, um, we must keep digging. Here she is. She loves these Instagram stories. Um, so this is what she put out. Dig, dig. I guess some people aren't as good at their jobs as they think they are. Really? I think we're pretty good, actually. Um, well, your name is Jordan. We're actually pretty good. Let's listen to her again. Dig, dig, dig. I guess some people aren't as good at their jobs as they think they are. Yeah, I think we're pretty good, Jordan, Brooke, Mason. Because right now we could get on the phone and call you, and I bet you you'd answer that phone. Because we got your digits literally and figuratively. Mm, mm, mm. Garrett says, I agree with caller. You should be with Dr. Phil. <laughs> Honey, child. Alejandra says, this is what I'm saying. She not even think about calling her, yo. Uh, we could try to call her. I don't think she's going to answer. Do you think she's going to answer? She's probably watching right now on the DL. Poor Jordan. Telling us to dig. John says, no, sir. John, you see it? Yes, honey child. No PR, no Cayman papers, please, says Amanda. Oh, I hope immigration paying attention because you know them fools. They believe anything and they'd be like, oh, give her status. Oh, yes. Let's, let's make her somebody. You come with this attitude, in my opinion, you shouldn't even be able to touch the ground here in the Cayman Islands. I mean, honestly. Mm. Mel, hey, Mel. Mel says, um, the moderator posted a picture that was not Cayman. And when a bunch of Caymanians started arguing with her, she eventually deleted the post without admitting she was wrong. Oh, is that the I love Cayman group? Oh, yes. J JD says that they're full of prejudice expats, especially the admin Roland. I don't know who Roland is, but let's get to the bottom of that here in a second. Ban me for defending Caymanians eating turtle. Ooh, honey child. Um, so this one is a, was about a visitor asking where they could buy turtle. All right, we're coming to that one, honey. Thanks, JD. Someone get to you. Morning, Perla. Perla says, I don't know where you're from. Respect Cayman Islands. Or I don't care where you're from. Respect the Cayman Islands. Sometimes they forget they who they are, and I make sure I remind them. They really shouldn't forget when they're coming from nowhere at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, Jordan. Um, so it looks like there's different posts. All right, we're going to get to those. Mm -mm. Um, Alejandro says they come find me here and I care. I, I it, come find me here in a I dare any foreigner to come try step on my toes and a nice guy. I'm a nice guy, you know. <laughs> Listen, I don't want anybody to think we're bashing any of our expat friends because we love our expat friends, but they have to know how to respect people. 
And people who don't know how to respect people, like I said, I'm an equal opportunity. I'm going to put you behind in your place. So whether you're a Caymanian that don't know how to respect other Caymanians or people in general, I put you in your place too. Yeah. So, you know, that's what it is. It just so happens that she happens to be an American in this instance. Moya says immigration, pay attention. Ma Rhoda is giving you the details to have a hard, sorry, to have a hand. Uh, should you see a certain application for PR in the future? Please. Overnight, she got 50 plus followers from Cayman. You see? You're welcome. You're welcome, honey chad. Look at that. CMR getting you some clout after all. Yes. Go follow her because she, she just not got nothing else to do. We're not digging enough, she says. Looks like we got a spammer in here. Let me block them. Don't come in here trying to peddle your foolishness. Um, Aliano is asking for Johan. I don't know where he is this morning. He might be sleeping. Mm -mm. Marshall says, why would she come for you? Now she's going to get what she's not looking for. I, I, I get, I'm suspicious that she's not really too bright. I mean, everything that I'm seeing her, she even put up one little song that kind of made me chuckle. I don't know, some ghetto fight song with all this profanity and whatever that some black person wrote, but here she is like trying to mouth to the song as though she's like into the gangster rap and lifestyle. Well, hold on now. Maybe she is. Because I mean, she knows somebody who got 50 years in jail for armed robbery. I don't run with those kind of people in my circles. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's possible. Uh, yeah. Um, so, someone says, Sandy, what is it for once you spend $50,000 on land, you get PR. Uh, so, so that is why it would go in his name to help him get PR. Damn fool. K-Man has gone to the dogs. Oh, Everton. They're going to be looking at you here this morning. Uh, WORC. Um, oh, yes. Let me share this one because this one was kind of funny too. Hold on. Somebody else just reminded me of this where she's trying to call me basic. She says the lion doesn't turn around when a dog barks and she keeps tagging us, right? And hashtag basic B. If y'all don't know what a basic B is, go look it up. We can't use the word on radio. But she's calling me a basic. So somebody mm. said, does she know you? Nothing about you, basic, honey child. She's the one who's basic. This was her post. Um, the lion doesn't turn around when a dog barks. But the only question I have is who is the lion in this situation, me or her? I, I think she got it confused a little bit. Okay. Even my birth sign says that I'm a lioness, honey child. So I don't think it's you, Jordan. I'm just saying. I really don't think it's you. Oh, no, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Bangarang says Dorothy, Miss Morna, good morning. She says, well, here we go. The results is unfolding. CMR got it. Sit back. They believe Caymanians is all about coconuts, says Alejandro. Well, they, they might want to re-examine uh, that theory. Uh, Dorothy says, I love the Caymanian, the Cayman Islands. RD says, typical of many of them that end up here, poor trash, but pretending to be somebody. Like my father always said, old money whispers while new or pretend money shouts. Woo, honey, child, your father was a smart man. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Aliana says, what, what is it that Jamaicans can say? Radam! <laughs> no, sir. Child, Jackie, good morning. She says, there's no reality in reality shows. Don't waste your time and energy on them. <laughs> Yasmin says, fix her, Sandy. She too bright. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, Jordan Brooke Mason. We got her digits in the jail. Child, I could keep digging so much on Jordan. I mean, really and truly. Um, like I said, somehow she found some man to marry and then that didn't quite work out. Um, so they have now gotten a divorce. My goodness. Um, I mean, that happens to the best of us. So that's really nothing special. But the interesting thing is she didn't tell Everton about this divorce. So I'm kind of curious about how that's going to work in terms of the relationship status now. A hot mess. Shall we try calling Jordan? Hold on. Can we, can we call her? Let's, let me see now. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let me see, honey chow. Oh, that was not in service? Oh my gosh. Did you pay the bill, girl? No, sir. Oh. I wonder if she forgot to pay that bill. That one not in service. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, nobody's answering that one. Let's try a landline. Oh, maybe she has a house manager since she has so much money. Um, yeah, let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You've reached Jordan's OnlyFans line. Hmm. All these numbers disconnected, honey child. Good morning. You've reached Jordan's only fan line. Press one for tickling your toes. Press two for the backward big toe special. Press three for. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah. Hmm. She's not answering Instagram. Too bad. 
All right. Doesn't look like she's going to answer us today. Oh, poor thing. Um, why does she have an OnlyFans account if she's so rich? Please, girl. Uh, she's trying to get rich on OnlyFans. Now, listen. OnlyFans is a thing. I, I'm not here to knock OnlyFans because, I mean, it's for people who have their fetishes and, you know, not for y'all in that category. Um, so if Jordan has found a niche market to, you know, t- uh, twinkle your toes virtually and you're into that sort of thing, well, it's better than being a prostitute, I suppose. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not here to knock OnlyFans. A lot of people make money off of OnlyFans. I don't think that she's any big time OnlyFans person. Um, I've never been an OnlyFans, so I don't, I'm not going to go on there to try and find her. I don't think. <laughs> Woo. Flo will be like, why are you, why are you OnlyFans sign up to support your favorite creators? No, thank you. We're not going to be doing that. We're not into that. Um, but if you're into it, I'm not here to knock it. Like if she wants to be an OnlyFans creator, then, you know, do your thing. Um, poor Irvlin says, Lord have mercy. Let's learn a thing or two, says Alejandro. Mm, these are the type of people uh, we're inviting to the Cayman Islands. John says, for those of us late to the party, can you please give us a 15-second rewind and who Jordan is and what the beef is? Okay. So Jordan um, is this woman who is on this 90-day fiancé paradise love or love in paradise or some foolishness. And so she's putting out this story about um, how she's dating a boat captain that lives and works in the Cayman Islands, Jamaican guy named Everton. Well, that's a lie. Um, Everton is not a boat captain. He's like a deckhand, basically. She said she met him 12 years ago when she came for her friend's wedding. And, um, you know, it was love and first, at first sight. They had this passionate sexual relationship. And it's been off and on for the past 12 years. And now... Um, they're going to make a go of it. You know, she's going to make a life with him. She's purchased property here in the Cayman Islands. She claimed $600,000. That is most likely a lie. And um, she's going on and on and on and on about how she's got all this money and she's rich and she's somebody special and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, you know, obviously we cover all things here on this platform. <laughs> social media wise and so on. And so Jordan got upset at us because we were talking about her being on TV. And, you know, it has a K-Man connection. So of course people are interested in it. I don't understand it. I'm like, how can you, you're on TV. (laughs) Why would you get upset about people talking about your TV show and your show appearance and you know, she, there's an episode um, where she's sitting down talking to her friends. I was trying to find it because I had it on my computer somewhere about how, you know, they've got all this money and they've invested $600,000 in this property. Well, she claims that she's put up the money and she has given Everton um, power of attorney over her property. I don't believe that. I mean, she might not be the sharpest in the group, but I don't think she's that dumb. Mm-mm. That would be extra kind of special. And I don't think she's that dumb. She's not giving him no power of attorney. This is just to kind of inflate the storyline. So yesterday we were kind of giving people an update on where she was. And, you know, the latest episode is where she's finding out that he's cheating on her. And, oh, I'm so upset about it. Oh, my gosh. We've been living apart for all this time. And you're cheating on me. How can you? How could you be doing that? And so 
you know, yesterday we were actually very sympathetic towards Jordan. I'm like, girl, um, leave this man alone. If you if you really are in love with him, which is a big question mark because I don't believe that. But if you were, um, he is going to play you for the fool that you probably are, right? And, you know, I, I didn't appreciate the woman saying that she's the one who is like, this is her in Everton. The woman was like, oh, you know, you're the one who is, what was, what was the woman, what was the word the woman used yesterday? That she's pathetic and whatever. Listen, you're not pathetic because you fall in love with the wrong person. You're pathetic when you go on, um, on reality TV, trying to pretend to be something you're not, and you're nothing but a felon. And I mean, if, if 90 Day has this policy of not having felons on the show, now she's going to be out of a job, as she should be. They should fire her. Because she's lied. I'm sure she didn't tell the producers about tampering with witnesses and threatening people over her boyfriend going and committing an armed robbery that now he's spending 50 years in jail for. Hmm. What a hot mess. She better pay attention to Jen Shaw and all these other people that are spending lengthy times in jail. You understand? My goodness. Um, so that's the recap of Jordan. So yesterday I, you know, messaged her and said, hey, come on the show. We're interested in your storyline. She's trying to get salty with me. I'm not the one sister child and definitely not me. I don't know who told you anything about Sandra Hill, but I think you missed the memo. You didn't quite get it right. So listen, if I can find the original clip, it's, it's on, we, we put it on the, on the social media page. I'm sure you guys can find it. So here's the other thing about her that I do find um, to be super interesting as well. Um, oh, the lies. Anyway, let's move on from Jordan. I've had enough of her. I can't even. I was reading some more of your comments. Um, Gabby, good morning. <laughs> what? Alejandro is asking us to legalize prostitution. We don't have to legalize it. It's already here. Mm -mm. Money talks and common sense gets flushed down the toilet, says Aliana. Well, even the common sense, I don't believe some people have. But anyway, um, forget the box more like container load. Mm -hmm. mm -mm -mm. Uh, Charles says that CMR needs to be a PI for Cayman's border control. Seriously. <laughs> oh, Lord. RD says she will soon have to be in high society here. Uh, she will soon be in high society. No, nobody in high society can take her on, child. White trash. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Perla says another Amber Heard from Texas, it seems. But there are apparently several of them from around the world. Oh, they're special, all right. Um, yay, there's your hand finally. Team, what does he say? Team Everton for life, says Johan. You know what? I'm now Team Everton too. Because God, if he has um, having to deal with this, Everton, you keep cheating, honey child. Cheat till the horses come home or the cows come home or whatever. Because this woman, she's not loyal to you either. She got married, was living with a man, didn't even tell you. I'm like, whatever. Hey, King, joining us from the UK. He said, I've been listening all program. No, sir. <laughs> Marshall says, big mistake to come for CMR, Jordan. I guess after this, She'll be on another reality show. But she, she, she's one of those people who likes the attention. You can see that. 
You know, yes, Rachel. Rachel says she sounds like her own reality show. She really is. She strikes me as she's going to think that we're going to keep coming. She's going to keep coming for me because she'll get 50 more likes today. Oh, girl, you're a hot mess. Mm -mm. Not so hot says this is why the Internet is dangerous. Every and anybody can dig into your business. Well, when you put your business out there, not so hot, you should expect it. Yeah, you should expect people to dig. Go look at the Barbara Streisand effect and you'll see what I mean. All right. Johan says, when you come after the queen of Cayman talk shows, do not miss. That poor lady didn't realize GT, Sandra, don't give <laughs> Oh, Johan, try to behave yourself. All right. Let's talk about these people in the turtle meat now. Mm-mm-mm. So there's this group called I Love Cayman. What a hot mess they are. So they claim they love the Cayman Islands, but yet they want to change everything about the Cayman Islands. Now, let me, let me try to help you all out a little bit here because clearly you need some help. When you come to the Cayman Islands, what you find here, what you see here, what you find here, if you don't like here, there's the airport. And we even have another port. We can put you on a cruise ship if you want to go that route. Do not come to the Cayman Islands and try to tell us what our culture is and what we should and shouldn't be doing. This is not a perfect place, just like the little hood rat places y'all coming from, not perfect either. They're far worse. Yeah. Cayman is not what it used to be, but it's still one of the best places in the world. That's why some of y'all flock in here and like, I don't know what, like wild geese. So you come with your attitude. Let me show y'all what I'm talking about when I say that they come with their attitude. Hold on a second now. Let me sort these um, comments that they've been putting up on social media. Because when I read them talking about our turtle meat, I'm like, these people have lost their, their minds. They ain't got no sense. If you don't want to eat turtle meat, don't eat it. It's as simple as that. Yeah? When I go to go to the United States of America, I'm not eating no armadillo, and I'm not eating no alligator. But I'm not going to tell you not to eat it. That's your business. If that's Native American culture, whatever that is on them. If I don't want it, I don't want it. I'm good. Now, here's what some of the foolishness that they were going on with. They like to ask for recommendations of what to eat. And then when people say, yes, check out, you know, Cayman turtle and this and that. Oh, my God. No, not turtle. What's wrong with you people? Come on now. Know your place. It's not your place to tell people in another country how to live their lives. Big shout out to Addie Manny. She says, whether or not you eat turtle, I find it absolutely shocking that some people who move to this country have zero understanding about heritage and traditions of it. You may not agree with some of these things, but you haven't even taken the time to learn the history of the people you've chosen to call, of the place you've chosen to call home. It is egregious. These people know nothing about our turtling history. At one point in time, that is how Caymanians survived. That's what they had to sell, right? We were not always this big money center. Uh Uh-huh. When Christopher Columbus claimed he discovered us, 
There were lots of turtles here, hence the name. Okay? Y'all need to learn your history and stop insulting people. And turtling is part of our heritage. Not every Caymanian eats turtle meat. Not every Caymanian likes it. They're free to eat lettuce if they want. That's not a problem. But yes, we eat turtle. We eat agouti. You know the cute little insect, not insects, one of them cute little furry things. They're part of the rodent family I keep showing y'all about. They're so cute now I feel bad eating them because I see them in the neighborhood all the time. But, you know, there are people who eat them. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to like it and you don't have to eat it. But what I'm telling you is you also don't have to get on social media trying to say that Caymanians are less than and we're barbaric, we're this, we're that because we eat turtle. It doesn't make us any more or less barbaric than someone who can sit down and eat a $250 um, piece of steak. Meat is meat as far as I'm concerned, okay? We have a long and amazing turtling history. And we do get insulted when you talk about, oh, I love Cayman and you don't even know anything about the Cayman Islands. How many of you who claim you love Cayman so much have ever sat down with a local person and had a real conversation? That's one of the things that I love about our Cayman Voices series, yeah? Is because that's a little snippet into our history. I'm talking to those people to educate Caymanians, expats, everybody alike. This is part of our history. It's an amazing history. Caymanians are all over the world. We went to Texas. We were, you know, our seafaring fathers were all over. They were seamen all over the globe. They traveled more, in my opinion, than the average young person now in Cayman. And they were very accepting. One thing I've, one observation I've made is when I talk to these seamen, right, and even some of the women, they went abroad, they went to Brooklyn, they went to Texas, they went to Tampa, a lot of ports, Europe, all over the place. One thing I realized that they never said is they didn't go there and try to change anybody. They didn't try to change the culture. They fit in. And that's what you must do when you come to the Cayman Islands. Find how to fit in here, not how to try to change us. We're not interested in you trying to change us. And if you feel that passionate about it, like I said, the border is right there. You can gladly leave. There's maybe other places in the world that will tolerate your nonsense when you come into their country. But we have to be less tolerable of this type of attitude. There's a difference between being inclusive, right? And wanting to accept people and welcome people to the Cayman Islands versus people to the Cayman Islands uh, versus people coming here and thinking that they know everything, they know better than us, they're gonna tell us how everything works and you can't do this and you can't do that and no, you can't turtle. And Okay, we don't really care. We don't wanna hear it. And the way that y'all go on in social media, it really is disturbing. Y'all think you're somebody. Cut it out. I hope that some of them, I love Cayman people listening. Because all they like is the little sunshine and the fakeness, like I said, oh, the beaches. Yeah, great, that's fine. Go sit down with a Caymanian and, and have a word. Right? Learn how people live. Sit down and have a Sunday dinner with a Caymanian family. 
Try that on for size. Garrett says, nobody messes with my turtle meat. <laughs> Cayman rabbit, that's what we call a goatee, yes. Priscilla, good morning. Priscilla says, let's go, Sandy. Hashtag Cayman strong, hashtag know your place. Mm -hmm. Jason says, shout out to Coral Island restaurant in the Brack. That turtle meat on Monday was the bomb. Oh, yeah. I got to go check them out next time I go to the Brack. Because not everybody can cook turtle meat. Maybe these people have been getting some bad turtle meat, and that's why they're all upset. Because one thing I've noticed, and this is the dying out of our own culture, Caymanians be trying to get everybody to cook turtle meat, and they just can't do it. I'm sorry, but I haven't met a Jamaican yet that can cook turtle meat. I don't care where your part of Jamaica they come from. They do it different than Caymanians. Yeah, they be adding all kind of water, and this not... Caymanians, don't, you don't add none of that to your turtle meat. And listen, I'm not really much of a turtle meat lover. If y'all know me, I'm not into the manavlin and the parts. I only want lean meat, a little bit of gravy, and rice and beans, and a little bit side potato salad, okay? I'm not eating them other parts. I don't care what you say. That's my choice. I'm not going to eat it. But every once in a while, I love a turtle meat. And I go to these festivals, and I see y'all want to charge $20 for turtle meat that your Jamaican helper fix for you and she don't really know how to make turtle meat. Y'all Caymanians need to cut it out too. Because probably some of those same I love Cayman people tried it at Pirates Week or something and now they're all upset because they're like, oh, that turtle meat never tasted good. That's because you not had it from a real Caymanian yet. You gonna know who can cook certain things and who can't cook certain things. Go check Miss Alrita for some turtle meat. Go, <coughs> sorry, go East End. Talk to some of them East Enders. Georgetown's got some good cooks too. RD says that's what some people do. They show up and take on the holier than thou attitude. Yes. And they have a savior complex to make us feel good about the atrocities that they've committed around the world. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it like touche? You know what I'm saying? Some of the most ridiculous, I mean, they, they come from cultures that they have raped and pillaged and, and stolen or, or diamonds and everything across the world from India, from Africa, from the Caribbean. They've taken the best from us to use for their own, even our very seasoning honey chow. And then they want to come and tell us that we're getting it all wrong. Y'all need to do better. I'm just saying. I love Cayman, my backside. No, sir. I mean, you know, the group has some positive things. Like they ask questions. Here's this one about, oh, I'm going to be vacationing in Seven Mile Beach. Where's a few good places for takeout or delivery options? Yeah, okay. That's nice. Um, planning a trip in the summer. Debating on Grand Cayman or St. Thomas. Anyone who's been to both, what do you think? That one got 56 comments. Um, this person says Grand came out of St. Thomas any day, but Grand came out versus St. John. That's a much harder question. Here's this one now. Uh, new diver from Massachusetts. My husband, also a diver, will be in the Caymans for the week. Okay. And what's he looking for? What does he want? You want somebody to help you out here? What do you want? Diver's question. Two tanks in the morning, afternoon, uh, shipwreck. I don't even see the question, but whatever. Uh, okay. All kind of questions about diving. And they post, they really have some amazing pictures. I mean, I must say, let me show you guys this, this one. I am a member of the group only because I like looking at their pictures. 
nothing else to be honest um because they take some amazing look at these look at these pictures this person says this is why i dive look at this these are amazing shots this is what's underwater i mean i'm not a diver but i'm just like these are so pretty oh my god what a beautiful place yes you can come to the cayman islands dive leave leave it how you found it right and the same thing with the people leave us how you found us uh oh, I think I want one pick. Oh, there we go. No, hold on. Let me back up. Right? We're not interested in you trying to change. Look at the sunset pictures. Oh, beautiful. Some of the most amazing sunsets right here on our shores. Look at this. Oh, my God. That water, just the sound of the water. Oh, right? Pristine. When I lived in Florida, I lived in Florida for 15 years. I never went in the water because the water was so black. I was afraid of what was in it. I was like, oh God, I'm gonna become part of a horror movie. Mm -mm. Somebody will be grabbing me out of the water or something. I don't know what's in there. And we have, oh, you can see down to the bottom, crystal clear. I mean, look at the shipwreck, pirate divers, never disappoint, says this woman, for, or Freddie, sorry. Yeah, look at the night, the, the moonlight on uh, the water. I mean, really and truly, look at this. Oh, by the boat dock in East End. Yes, you can go out there and put your feet in the sand and just relax yourself. Don't be bringing all this negativity to our shores. Quite frankly, we're not interested in it. RD says these are the same people that are environmentalists that say nothing about the destruction of a vanishing habitat for the construction of a pickleball court. Bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Jason says drink water and mind your business. Simple. Make it some coconut water. That's good for you. Mm -mm. Magdalene, good morning. She says like the people that live South Sound that exists as a result of the mangrove being destroyed, just saying. And the irony is so many of them now have turned environmentalists and they don't want anybody else touching mangroves. And I'm not saying that, you know, we should continue to destroy mangroves without thinking hard and long on this. But where you live was once swamp land and mangroves as well. Let that sink in and tell me, are you going to be giving up your beachfront properties, your homes in South Sound so that we can replant the mangroves and reclaim mother nature? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just saying, you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Y'all too fake for me. Jan says the creator of the I Love Cayman Islands page is American. You all should have seen the picture of the Cayman Islands beef she posted on there as a recommendation to eat. It had looked like dog food puke up. So peace. <laughs> Woo, did she make it herself? Listen, I don't care if she's American. I don't care where she's from. But woman, if you're going to love the Cayman Islands, you need to educate yourself. Maybe you need to have a co-administrator of the page actually be Caymanian. They could help. They could help you out a little bit. Morning, Miss Lucille. Hmm. What a hot mess. She says, um, I can cook turtle, leave me alone. <laughs> Jerry, good morning. Uh, now, Sandy, you know that they're not interested in Caymanian heritage and culture as long as 
those colorful Caymanian dollars uh, cooking, they're eating. <laughs> well, you know, once again, you're getting the benefits of this community of this country, whether it's a financial benefit, peace of mind and quiet, whatever it is that you love so much about this country. You can't just come here and think you can take it over and you can control it. I'm just saying, you know, and I, I am a very welcoming person of all people. Like I said, I've had the privilege of living in another man's country and I never want anyone to come here and feel like we're picking on them just because they're an expat. We don't pick on you just because you're an expat. I love, I have friends from all over the world. Diversity is good. I have married an expat. I've never, uh, hello, I married before and it was an American and I married no Caymanians, okay? So take from that what you will. I believe in diversification. Let me just say this though. I remember my American husband and again, Americans can be, they, they think they know everything and half of them not hardly travel anywhere in the world, but they're experts in everything. Okay. I remember when my ex-sister-in-law came to my house and she was sitting out on my little dining room table down in North Sound of the States. And she was into bird watching. She's one of them environmentalist people too. And she's into bird watching or whatever. And I said, oh, great. You know, came out, has lots of flora and fauna and birds and whatever. You'll enjoy it here. So somehow she found, and this was back in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. So I don't even know how she found this woman, but she found some woman who was living in Northside who was telling her, that the people there in Northside, Frank Sun area, live in like the bushes, like grass skirts in the bushes and whatever. And I was like, what? So she's sitting out at my dining room table telling me how this woman is an expert and all things Caymanian, all things in the Cayman Islands. And she's given her this testimonial about how our people live in the bushes. Let me tell y'all something. I lit up my sister-in-law that night. When I tell y'all I'm an equal opportunity, like don't come for me, don't come for my people with your stupidity. I lit her up. My poor husband was sitting there looking at me and I say, you just shut up. You don't have one word to say because you're a visitor here too, okay? I was away from this country for 15 years of my life. I grew up in the United States of America and I never appreciated Cayman more than when I came home. The experience of having lived and somebody else's country taught me to respect and love my own culture. I have never been camping in my life here in Cayman. I find it a little bit weird, but I'm like, you know what? That's our heritage. Protect it. Go camping all you want. Easter tradition. These are the things that our children or people have lived for. Right? You would come and sit at my dining room table and tell me that my people in North Side living in the bushes and walking around in grass skirts, her name was um, Cecilia and we called her Cece. I said, Cece, I said, please stop. You're insulting me while sitting at my own dining room table. And I can tell you that is a very dangerous position to be in. Okay. I think your friend is ignorant, whoever she is. I don't know where you found her from. She's backwards and she's ignorant. I said, Cayman is one of the most developed and, and advanced places in the world and definitely in the Caribbean. I'm more likely to see homeless people living in the bushes in Florida, where y'all are from, than here in this country. But you see, they always want to come here with their attitude and don't want to really learn and listen. I'm like, why would you be talking to her? She's not even a Caymanian. Oh, my bird watching friend. 
Who talked to came out and they can teach you a thing or two about birds? Nah, I'm fool. Speaking of which, I had pulled out this book yesterday because I wanted to mention that I actually have two copies of it. <laughs> Big shout out to the Dart organization today. We're going to show them some love in the house. They did a book, and I don't know if this is in the bookstore or how y'all can get a copy of it. I got two copies, but I'm not parting with these, honey, jail. One person allowed me to borrow theirs, and I never gave it back, and then somebody found me a hard copy. So I, I'm not giving up either one of them. But, you know, I heard somebody mentioning yesterday um, um, from, from West Bay about the DART organization planting trees and using native flora and fauna. And we actually are going to do a series on it. We're supposed to do it already, but we're going to get a series then. Um, about how, uh, say whatever you want about the DART organization, but they actually have their own nursery and they do a fantastic job of incorporating native plants into all of their projects all around Kemata Bay. And I know some people, I was talking to someone recently from the garden club, they're like, no, DART always pulling up native plants. And I said, honey, child, I'm going to sit down and make you go through this book. I can't loan it to you because it might disappear. But this book is a wonderful example, right, of why it's necessary. They talk about the cultural significance of some of these plants. Why it's necessary to ensure that even in your landscaping, they talk about the sea grape, right? How it's used as a coastal stabilizer and windbreak, and in some cases has been used as a light barrier to protect nesting sea turtles. And they've got a whole thing here about it. Y'all need to get this book. Like I said, I don't know how to how you can get it. Check the bookstore. Maybe the bookstore has it. Wild fig. And then they show you the different places on the property where they actually use it. So wild fig, the most notable wild fig in Kimata Bay can be found uh, in the roundabout of Cassia Court. And if you look closely, you may find a wood slave gecko um, taking a shady break. Stop by in the morning to watch for pairs of, John, let me get to my glasses check, of Grand Cayman parrots squawking their morning song in the evening to watch the velvety free-tailed bat swooping in for a meal of mosquitoes or moths. I mean, y'all need to read. I'm not huge. I love plants. I love to look at them, but I, I don't have a green thumb now, so let's not take that overboard. But um, frangipani, they've got all sorts of stuff here. Sea lavender. Right, silver thatch, of course. I love that, they, that they've redone the Ritz and the theme throughout the Ritz is the silver thatch. That's what we're talking about. Yes, the Ritz is a, a worldwide brand, five-star hotel, blah, blah, blah. But the one in the Cayman Islands has incorporated our silver thatch. Those elements are important. People are here in the Cayman Islands because it's the Cayman Islands. We're not like any other island. We're not Jamaica. We're not the Bahamas. We're not Cuba. We're not, you know? We have our unique elements. Here's the periwinkle. Oh, beautiful. The red mangrove, different types of mangroves. Check it out. The pepper cinnamon, right? I mean, the kapuk tree. Is that how you say it? Kapuk? Kapuk. Money tree. Y'all know what the money tree looks like? The Jamaican rain tree. Sausage tree. They got to put um, stuff to keep the iguanas out of some of these. Climbing oleander. Look at that one. That's so pretty. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, salt bush. Some of y'all don't even know what these things are. The different types of palms. Shrub verbena. And they have a young lady. I don't know if she's still there. But anyway, they had a Caymanian young lady. I forget her name now. Who is, um, she's like their local expert on 
you know, they do cultural stuff there as well, in case y'all don't know. But she is a local expert advising them on the different plants and faunas and whatever within the nursery, you know, part of the organization. Alejandro says he plant red mangroves. Um, give us the IBM number for the book. It doesn't have one because um, I'll, I'll find out from the folks over at Dart. Because, you know, listen, come hell or high water this year, we are launching our book club. I don't care what nobody got to say, and we're going to start reading. There's something I really need to read. But it doesn't have a number because it wasn't really published for, like, sale or anything like that. So um, executive editor Pilar Bush. Hey, Pilar. Big shout out. That's your hands better half. Design was um, Carrie Lawrence. Photography, Rianne Campbell, Nicholas Denny, Alan Markoff, Hannah Reed. I think it's Hannah that I'm thinking of. Hannah's very, very good with this sort of thing, but I don't know if she's still there. Um, and then they have people who like proofread it, project manager. But yeah, it doesn't have IM, what's it called again? The IMB, whatever number. It doesn't have that because it wasn't really, you know, it was kind of like published for their staff. And I think they've given them out to people like in the organization. Anyway, I'll see if we can get some copies, honey, Jill, because it's, it's good. And it tells you why you want to plant certain things in certain locations. So let me see what I can do about finding out more about the book. King says, Sandra, not trying Ram, no kin. Mm -mm. Rena, good morning. Uh, Rena says, I'm a weird man and I don't eat turtle and I get flack for it all the time. But I don't agree with any foreigner telling us how and what we can and can't eat. Respect our culture and heritage, please. And thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a huge turtle person. I do eat it. Like I said, I'm kind of picky who I'm going to eat it from. Um, but you know what? It's part of the Caymanian culture and it is what it is. If you don't like it, you don't have to live here. You don't have to love us here. Just keep it moving, go somewhere else and try and tell them what to do. Now let's talk about tolerance because Caymanians are some of the most tolerant people in the entire world. I think sometimes a little bit too much so. And I do blame us for some of the people who come here with an attitude because we've given them the liberty. When I was working at Maples and Calder way back in the day, I saw this a lot. Caymanians putting foreign workers on a pedestal, kissing their feet practically. Oh, you're somebody special. And I'm like, uh, what makes them special? <laughs> Do you tell? Because I, I don't see nothing special about them. Okay. Oh, yes, Mr. So-and-so. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, cow tailing to them like a bunch of fools. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You can be respectful of people, right? You can engage with people in conversation without kissing their, their non-royal behinds. Even if their behinds royal, you don't have to kiss it. Just be respectful. And respect is a, a two-way street. You give respect, you get respect. If you don't get it, then I'm not gonna give it. That's how that works. But we bring people here and put them on this pedestal where they really think that there's someone. And what I found when I first moved back, I made a lot of observations in the first five years, honey jowls. Mm. I'm, I'm back new here. I felt like a foreigner when I came back because I was gone for so long. I'm like, okay, I got to relearn stuff. I got to get to know people. And I took my time and I listened and I paid attention. Right? And what I found so interesting, like I was at Maples, I'm here with um, people from the UK. Oh my God, I just moved into my new apartment and it has a microwave and I have carpet and all this. I'm like, um, what's so special about a microwave and carpet? <laughs> Isn't that like run-of-the-mill normal? 
No. And my flat in London, I didn't have any of those things. I was like, okay, you had what? A concrete floor? Like, what are we talking about here? Right? And so that's what it was. Some of these people don't come from nowhere. I remember Tony Travers. Never forget. He has sent out an email. It wasn't directed at the Caymanians, mind you. He made it very, very clear. You're no longer a barmaid in London because the way they'd come to work dressed, like they were going out for the night like hookers. And he's like, please dress appropriate for the office. I'm like, wait a minute. Where are you coming from? London and you don't even know how to dress? And y'all want to come to Cayman and tell people about being professional, about etiquette, this, that, and the next thing? I don't think so, honey, child. Because your own Englishman, Mr. Tony Travers, has just put you in your place and told you to please know how to dress when you come to work. You're no longer a barmaid. I'm like, what the hell? No, sir. And you know, the thing I find about our expat friends is sometimes you have to put them in their place and they're going to learn to respect you one way or the other. And then we all good. I'll never forget the day that a certain partner, I'm not going to name him. We're in good terms. So I'm not going to name him, but he's still around the place. Millionaire because, you know, work at Maples, you become a millionaire. Yeah. Called me into his office one day and had the audacity to tell me, well, Sandra, English, of course. Um, Sandra, when I tell you, you jump, you must say how high. I said, who? Me? Uh, what? I'm looking around like, okay, is there somebody else in this room that this man's talking to? Because he ain't talking to me. I was like, sir, with all due respect, it was about, oh, I responded to an email telling him that I was on study leave and I couldn't do something for him. I hear me trying to be courteous, Naida. And he's like, well, you better do it. Because when I say jump, you say how high. I said, no, 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 Bobo, not today. I don't know who you're talking to, sir, but you're not talking to me. And I'm looking around the room in his office trying to find out who the hell he was talking to. I'm like, sir, you can't be talking to me. I'm here doing my work. I'm in a full scholarship at Maples. I got to focus on my school. Focus. I'm not here to do your side work because some magazine wants to feature you and you want me to send them something. No, it's not happening. Okay. And I had to make myself very clear. I said, sir, I'm not like so-and-so. And I call her name today either. Who comes in here and sleeps with all y'all to try and get a little position. Right. That's the only way she could get a scholarship for her. Sleeping with this partner, sleeping with that partner, trying to move up the totem pole. I said, that's not me. I won't be doing that. And when you say jump, I will not be saying how high. Huh? Uh-uh. He had the audacity to tell me, oh, well, you know, um, this, this, this um, person's a partner in this firm because her husband's a politician. And then I said, sir, that's none of my business. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh, we made sure he got elected. Sir, that has nothing to do with me. You have politicians in your back pocket. Good for you. Once again, that's not Sandra Catron at the time. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Not my, not my business. Because you ain't got me in your back pocket. Ooh, honey child, that day he called the managing partner. Oh, they said, uh, oh, poor Sharon Pearson. She was like, Sandy, you again? I said, but Sharon, these people are not going to disrespect me in my country and get away with it. I don't care if he's a partner at Maples. Nobody died and made him God over me or any other Caymanian. Hmm? So I'm not business. I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, the irony of it is when he had his retirement party, he invited me 
And everybody was shocked, like, oh my God. I said, you see, you put some people in their place and they will know that you're not the one. Okay? Respect is given and respect is gotten. Miss Sonia says, did somebody say turtle meat? I'll take a plate right now. <laughs> Honey child, good morning, live. Life says we need more fruit trees around the island. When I was young, we used to pick mangoes and guava all over. Child, the mangoes are plentiful this year. Has anybody noticed? Oh, our tree is loaded. The neighbor's tree is loaded. Everybody got mangoes this year. Mm, mm, mm. Jackie says we can get these at the Botanical Park. Um, Flora of the Cayman Islands by George Proctor. Threatened Plants of the Cayman Islands by Frederick Burton. Wild Trees in the Cayman Islands by Fred Burton. I highly recommend these. Oh, thank you, Jackie. Beautiful. Love it. Vicky says, thanks to her Cayman seaman who gave the greatest contribution to the Cayman Islands. Now all you can hear this nationality and that nationality who just wash up on our shores and they gave us uh, what we have, a pile of hogwash. <laughs> yes. Everybody want to clean about how they built the Cayman Islands. Don't insult me, honey child, because you're not built jack. Hello. You came here to benefit yourself. And in the, in the process of benefiting yourself and collecting a paycheck, if you made a little small contribution, then yeah, okay, good for you. Miss Ivy, I need some of your mangoes because you know I don't eat the ones in my own yard because then I keep my mangoes. I like a little common mango and that's it. All right. Miss Perla, if you eat East Indian mangoes, I can definitely give you those. They're out of waste around here. And I don't eat them ripe. I eat them turned. Miss Ivan, know how I like them, honey chill. So um, the bottom line here, folks, is just be respectful. You come to the Caymans, be respectful of Caymanians, of the culture, of what you find here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes saying nothing is your best bet. Keep your damn opinion to yourself. We don't care. We don't want to hear it. And it is what it is. If you're insulted by that, well, sorry, not sorry. Okay? Um, oh, Lord. Somebody said um, they love Cayman, but hate Caymanians. Oh, Jesus. You can imagine. Oh, remember when CIG would automatically pay an expat 15% more contracted officers supplement over their local counterparts? That, that mental slavery and groveling is alive and well. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true and it needs to change. Um, this person says, tell that donkey. Yes, sir. Lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Move along. They don't even live in the bushes in the U.S. They live in plain sight, <laughs> like a, some kind of goddamn tourist attraction. <laughs> tell those idiots to go to hell. And I don't mean the one in Westby either. Yeah, honey, chill. Uh, uh-huh. What did I say? I had a Jamaican tell me that he cooked turtle meat with, cur he curry it. Miss Morna, where is that comment? Hold on, Hina. What kind of fool gun curried? Now that's just weird. I didn't even see that comment. Where's that comment? Miss Morna, say that they curry turtle? Somebody actually curry turtle. Huh. Well, I'll be damned. I think I've heard it all here, folks. Curry turtle. I mean, I suppose you can put curry in anything, but then I came on style turtle. I mean, I don't know what the hell that is. Curry turtle. Do people do that? I can't even find the comment. Lord Jesus. People actually curry turtle? No, sir. Yeah. Alray says curry turtle is an abomination. 
hot mess. No sum. And I hear that one in my life. Thanks for pointing that out to me because I don't see it in the chat. Sometimes I get so many messages, but no sum. Curry turtle. My, my brain can't even really work around what that must taste like. Ugh. Mm, mm. No, honey. Um, this person says Everton's so fool. He might think she's a virgin. <laughs> I don't think Everton's that fool. He's a Jamaican. He's smarter than you think. He's a general. He gotta be showing her a thing or two damn fool. One of the questions for them seeking PR is about turtle. So what they talking about, they need to take all PR and then they would change their mind. They need to take it all and they would change their minds. Oh, we have a turtle question there, hot mess. Mm -mm. Another person says, can they please leave the Cayman Islands out of this mess? Uh, these people love the benefits they get from living here and they need to all go back to the crab holes that they come out of. Haughty, haughty. Um, oh, someone's asking about the electoral constituency boundary meetings. We tried to stream it last night, but the audio was horrible. I mean, I think it wasn't just the audio, it was their connection. Um, Mm -mm. Horrible. What I say horrible, I mean horrible. Cha. No, sir. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. So we'll get you that. Somebody asking about some personal information at Everton. Soon come. All right. So listen. Um, we, um, have the radios. Oh, what? There's breaking news on CNN about Harry and Megan paparazzi chase near catastrophic. What the hell? So they killed, just like he said, he was fearful of, of, of them killing him and his wife the same way that they killed his mother. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see what's going on now. Oh, poor Harry. Prince Harry and Meghan in, uh, involved in near catastrophic car chase. <gasps> Are you for real? Oh my God. This has got to be wow. Renee, is CMR on this story, honey child? Oh my God. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my goodness, this is horrible. Oh, those paparazzi are so ridiculous. Oh, another creation of madness in America. Oh my God, near fatal cars and pedestrians at risk. Oh my God. Wow. You see, this man's fear is real. Oh my God. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, the radios are here. So those of you who had requested them before, got enough ordered. But I need some phone numbers. So y'all need to help me. I need a phone number for Elizabeth Webb. I don't think we had her number. Hold on. Oh no, I have Elizabeth. Never mind. We got I found Elizabeth's number. So I need Juanita Maxwell. These are your Facebook names now that I would have jotted down. Carmelie, we have you. Uh Venice Arch. You would ask for an orange radio. I need your number. Um, Sam Sam Dixon, 
please, if you know these people, have the message. Vinicia Smith, First Lady, I got you. Carol Smith, I need your contact information. Danique Smith, lots of Smiths. Uh, we need your number as well so we can make sure you get your um, your radio. So what we're doing is go by, um, as of this afternoon, we're going to drop off the next batch. Go by um, DMS Broadcasting. That's right there on Sand Road. Right by, you've got the car wash, the Mercedes dealership, and then I think the next building over is um, DMS Broadcasting, right? So we're going to leave them there. They're going to have a little ticket with your name and phone number on it. So you can go and collect it at any time. Oh, San San, good. So that's one solved. Um, anybody else who, um, you know, are on that list, just message me in WhatsApp and we'll jot down your number, right? So yeah, this is really, really sad to hear about the Royals. Um, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Oh, mm. y'all have got to do better. You see, people, and I mean, the Royals obviously um, have, they live in a very different situation, right? Well, Megan married into it. Honey child, um, not for all the love in the world. I'm sorry. I mean, he's trying to give up the title. They try to live a more private life, but you know you're always going to be a target for these fool, fool paparazzi people. Then you have crazy people like, like Jordan out here trying to look for fame. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. There's something to be said for just being a private citizen. You know, I do this because this is like part of my job, my community work, but I'm actually a very private person. Y'all would be surprised. I don't like people in my space. Both of you, you're not getting invited to my house. You're not coming over. You see me baking and cooking. Oh, can I come over? No, you can't. That, that's not for you. That's for my friends. We're acquaintances. We're friendly. We might even be family and I might have love for you, but we not going to allow you into my personal space too much. Cause in my personal space, I like peace and quiet. You understand what I'm saying? I feel sorry for them. People like Jordan, I don't feel sorry for her. Cause she had been looking at, she's like a friggin' attention whore. We can say that now. Cause the radio is off here. <laughs> we can't say that one in the radio, honey child. Off record, be like, oh my God, Sandy used the whore word. Mm. Where, where's that song? Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Can't touch it on social media, honey, Jill. That's why sometimes when we get a little bit of face, we got to make sure that we're off air. We're no longer on radio. Yep. Because we can get faced in social media. Who are they going to go complain to? Meta? Meta going to be like, come off of Sandy's stream if you don't like it, honey, Jill. How about that? Yeah, I'm just saying. Mm -mm. Hot mess. MC Hammer, can't touch this. Anyway, um, folks, wow, this is crazy. Oh, anyway, we'll put up a story about that. What a hot mess. Um, curry turtle neck is okay. No, my love, that I came on I mean, I don't know what the hell that is, but anywho. Um, thank you, Miss Vicky. Says, remember, government was who borrowed the semen money, and that was a jump start of what we have today. The late Honorable Benson O. Ebanks was the first Caymanian to have worked in a commercial bank. Barclays, uh, read his contribution in the book, The Southwell Years. Oh, yes, and I have that book too. 
Um, somewhere about it. Yes, honey child. Let's get you a little key in books. Keep a little section in your library. Now, y'all know I don't like physical books, but I do keep my Caymanian books. So here it is. Go get this one. You should be able to get this one from the bookstore. And definitely, um, this is amazing. Very, this is Cayman history. I'll read up on it because enough of us don't know our own history, honey child. So I have this one. What other ones I got? I got some, I got a few. I need to add to my Cayman book collection. Those are a lot of the ones I, I keep physical copies of. Everything else, I can pretty much get it online. But my Caymanian books, you got to be able to read them, honey child, and touch them. Just like Caymanian people. Don't touch them without permission, though. Uh, did you see the video of Kenneth Bryan? No. What video? What's he up to? Um, I have no clue. Send me the link. All right. So tomorrow is Thursday. Uh, the week is just churning along. Um. We are going to um, talk about a couple different things tomorrow. I need to talk about this child molester. Not a favorite topic of mine, but it is a must because they are roving all over the place. Yeah? Horrible people. And sadly, they're amongst us. Ugh. Miss Cora, I was just talking about that. I'm going to get into that and see what's going on with poor Harry and Megan. Lord Jesus. Please cover those poor people because y'all know they want to kill her because she just some poor little black girl that was never supposed to marry a prince. Apparently, little black girls are not supposed to have the fairy tale ending. So sad. Can y'all just leave them alone? Oh, Nosa. Anyway, um, you all have a beautiful day. Uh, we're going to put out some Christmas, uh, some Christmas, some birthday greetings here today. 80-year-old um, James D. Martin, a.k.a. J.D., has a birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. J.D. Um, <laughs> here it is crazy when Siobhan says, only the top five get a tour. <laughs> May I have some of the radios if you have any extra? A red one if available. I don't know if we got red, but let me see what I can do, honey child. Um, this person, me and my wafer man goes, oh, that is so funny. All right, beautiful people. Ah, Lord have mercy. That's sad, but now he will see the U.S. isn't any better. His ratings went up since the coordination. So that's the reason they were chasing them. Those people are just crazy. They're just crazy. Sure. Anyway, y'all be good. Yes, Pearl, I appreciate you sending me the link. Um, be good, folks. Um, you know, uh, our expat friends, please learn some manners towards your Caymanian people. Um, Ms. Jan, send me a WhatsApp message. I'll see what's left because I only ordered so many based on the requests that we had before. But I did order a few extra. You might be able to get the color choice of, of you know, but you'll get a radio. All right. So message me, good people. Y'all have a beautiful day. Love one another. But respect is important. Respect other cultures. Sometimes the way in which you respect another culture is by not interfering with it. Just mind your own beeswax. Okay? Y'all be good now. See y'all tomorrow morning. Get your taste buds ready because taste of... Gosh, I forgot to amend that commercial. Obviously, Taste Key Man is over ready. Anyway.
Watch the rest of it. I'll pull that part later on. Get your taste buds ready because Taste of Cayman is back. Join us May 13th at Festival Green Kamana Bay. Eat, drink, and dance the night away. Taste of Cayman offers the very best of Cayman's food and drink scene with plenty of music to keep the party going. Get your festival tickets online today at tasteofcayman.org or call 623-6700. Brought to you by the Cayman Islands Tourism Association and sponsored by AI Rentals, Kamana Bay, DMS Broadcasting, and numerous valued partners. Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? Constantly missing your favorite TV shows? And no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman Streaming Pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roque today on 926-1213. Roque is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply. The Cold Hard Truth is Cayman's number one talk show since it debuted in March 2020. According to independent research, we are the most listened-to talk show in 2021, and most people prefer us to any other options on island. We tackle tough issues some days, and other times have fun and lighthearted discussions. But most importantly, the cold hard truth is here for you. Thank you for your support as we continue to be the voice of the people in 2022 and beyond. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 